Oh, we're live. All right. So, oh, all right. Yeah, not, we are. I didn't get a code. So, yeah, we're live. No code not, needed today. It's not telling me that we're live. Oh, now it's telling me we're live. Well, <laughs> it's live. Oh, yeah, I see a little thing on my screen. It says live. Well, you all know right, what? There, there must be a delay on my end. Okay. All right, then. Is all right, Joe. Problem? All right. Kick it off, then, buddy. All right. God damn it. I guess we're live, everyone. So, four guys are on to the show. Hello, how you doing? It's a great evening. It's uh, Saturday, February 13th. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking wrestling movies this evening. But uh, until we get to that topic, how are you three jabronis doing? My cohorts, uh, Coach Jeremy, Darth Pat, and uh, AJ Nitro over here. I am doing fantastic, baby. I could be better, and we'll leave it at that. Um, well, when you go to the dark side, anybody on the dark side could be better. So, yeah, uh, I uh, definitely believe that. So, uh, more positivity in your life. Joe, uh, <laughs> what do you think about your girl getting canned from the Mandalorian? Well, um, uh, she got fired. So, uh, I'm sorry. We're not, going to, we're not going to talk about that subject because it crosses over into politics. I mean, we can. Yes. Scurry off the ads just briefly. I just want uh, to see what Joe. Well, well, she posts what she posted, and uh, you know, listen, it is free speech, but free speech protects you from, you know, other things, and your employer can fire you if they do not feel they support your free speech. So it is what it is. I'm not going to get too much into it. Uh, but Disney felt like doing it. Disney felt like doing it. There's a lot of different avenues you can go in regards to it. But my guess is that so, my uh, guess is that Disney told her to tone it down after some of the stuff that happened a few months ago, and you know she decided to keep poking the bear. So eventually, 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 that bear don't bite your head off. Yeah, I mean she's gonna make some independent movie. So good for her. We'll see what that you know comes of that and and move forward. That's sad. So we're, probably, we're probably not going to get that extra spinoff that was supposed to feature her. Or maybe we will. They might just, you know, put somebody else in there, change it up. But I heard Lucy Lawless potentially. Well, that would be I terrible. Would, <laughs> I, wouldn't count on, I wouldn't really count on them necessarily recasting that role until you've heard word that, hey, they're recasting the role. Um, yeah. I don't think they will. As far as that uh, that other spinoff, I, I doubt they will cancel that just because she's not involved with it anymore. I, th- I think they'll still, I think they still fully intend to go through with that. So, yeah, yeah. they probably will. They'll just, you know, cut her role out. They have, I don't think they'll recast her. They're just going to cut her role out and add somebody into the mix of that specific uh spinoff and then uh move on from there really so i think it's just gonna happen i don't think it's had that big of ramification as regards to it yeah so i wanted to say i have been working diligently on (laughs) taking all our cwa (laughs) stuff oh fuck and migrating it over to my mac so i can edit it and you know, put all the pieces together, and I must say, I have an one awesome montage put together so far. Did we find the, uh, the first leg drop yet? We did not? not. 
And I, and I don't want to give it away, but you, you, you kind of did there, AJ. It's okay. Um, but it is one of Mr. Darth Pat doing a particular move. And it's moments. <laughs> so, I mean, I have had quite the chuckles going back and watching some of the stuff that we did where we were imitating other wrestlers. That was probably the funniest stuff that I remember doing uh, just because it was so bad as far as like we look nothing like the wrestlers like there's no comparison like oh uh, joe, joe uh, looked a little bit like the undertaker but well, uh, uh, yeah uh, at, least, uh, <laughs> at least the hair <laughs> had long hair back in the day more so than the out. rest of us did yes i i i, uh-huh. I definitely did not look anything like the rock because i am not a six foot three black man so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Always, always looked like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> You've always looked like the big show. Particu- um, particularly around the abdominals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Big show and big show only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Well, there probably was a lot of humorous stuff that uh, you rewatched, and was, when we get to uh, that episode, the uh, fans are gonna have a joyful time looking at our ridiculousness and the crazy shit that was. That's for sure. Yes, and indeed. just so everybody knows, the CWA we're we're not talking about the Continental Wrestling Association, which was, you know, the old Memphis territory back in the day. So, yeah, we were uh, we were not old enough to participate in that CWA. <laughs> We're talking about the Champs Wrestling Alliance <laughs> with a Z. Oh, just a Mr. Uh, Joe Theo, I need you to allow me to share a screen real quick. I just want to share a little something. You want to share a screen? I thought I didn't have to let you do that shit anymore. Nope, you let me record, but I need to share a screen for just a moment. Oh, oh. boy. Oh, try it out now. Does that let oh. you do it? Yes, it does. So, uh, Oh, Jesus. Is this a little tidbit? This is a little tidbit for our friends here. Just a sec. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, you know. <laughs> like I said, it's, 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 it's I'm on the screen here. So well, you know something, Ultimate that. Warrior. The last time you locked horns with me and all my NWO likes, dude. Dude, <laughs> prevailed. Oh, my God. And so like there's I a said, little tidbit for our friends. <laughs> like I said, the resemblance was uncanny. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded like him. Oh, I watched that. I watched that it's in, in its entirety because I do love your Hogan. I think you do a I really do good Hogan I, impression. I, do. I, I will never take that away from Pat. And you said yeah. brother probably about 15 <laughs> times in that promo. <laughs> Ooh, brother. <laughs> Like well, one time you said brother and then brother again. <laughs> if, if, I, if I recall correctly, I told him um, we were we were kind of we, we, we were wanting to like point out the absurdity. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we were. I'm sure there was a reason oh, for man. it. I just had to laugh because of how many times you said brother. I was like dying. There's- well, I mean, and I, I was probably because we said, okay, let's, you know, kind of like turn up like the parody meter here a bit. I was probably thinking of the, uh, the Shawn Michael, um, Larry King promo <laughs> you know, from the build up to the SummerSlam match. 
<laughs> so that was probably in my head of saying, let's see, let's let's see if I can well not out brother Michaels from that promo because there was nothing <laughs> to be, there was no way to out out brother Michaels in that promo since I think he said bro, I think he said brother like seven words in a row at one point in that. But to, to kind of go for that without maybe making it obvious, but you know. There was a uh there was an but just a sec. I've got one even better before you continue that thought. This oh, is probably no. my favorite promo of all time. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Christ. Are we embarrassing me? Yeah. Look at the beard. I am a 10 time WWE champion. <laughs> and in a couple <laughs> hours, I will be a one time CWA WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. Don't it. worry. Don't worry. When it comes time for when we do this episode, over. yeah, that is my. <laughs> so, Don't worry. I got plenty so, of promos from this particular this particular show that we did. It it's just awesome. Like Joe's Warrior promo, awesome. He never even turns around at the camera. He's just facing the wall the whole time. Good. I won't feel so bad when I see you. I haven't seen that in ages. Oh Probably man. like. Early 2000, I saw an interview with Mo Lewis when he played for the Jets, and he said most definitely like 30 times in the interview. Like he just kept saying most definitely, most definitely. Like Jay and me were watching it together, and he's just like, "This is ridiculous." Does he know how to say anything other than that? <laughs> there's uh, there there there's. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted by something on my computer screen related to uh, the Mandalorian that we were just talking about. Uh, he was looking at himself dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Don't lie. <laughs> he screenshot that this, shit. This is from something that this is from something that shows up on my Facebook feed uh, from some Star Wars fan site. It's it's like an opening crawl type thing. It says the man, the Mandalorian season three. Cara Dune crashed her X wing and died. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Sorry, uh, I, I just saw that, so I just thought it was uh, was, was funny. Uh, and now to say just, anyways, Pat. I uh, I don't remember now. Okay. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe you can come yeah, back to all, it at a later all, date. <laughs> all that, all that build up for nothing. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it's funny. Said, I think that's what we said as we were walking out of WrestleMania. Yes, that is. <laughs> that is definitely what I said for sure. Oh so, my god! I think it's really like I'm going to change the subject a little bit here. Yep. I think it's really personally. If Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and he wants to get drunk at the parade, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I think that it's really stupid that people are like, oh, my God, he's drunk at the parade. He just won his seventh championship. If he wants to have a good time, I think he's allowed. Yeah, like they've like those people that are watching the parade never got drunk before. <laughs> it was kind of funny to see him sloppy drunk. It was kind of funny to see him very tipsy and wobbly. Yeah, what the hell? Like there's people that go out to the freaking bar still and get plastered that are older than we are like come on like just because he's the super bowl like, getting drunk watching the super bowl and then what you know you see people like burn shit after the teams win the super bowl so like, <laughs> we can have a whole topic conversation with that one like i get to a point where i get tired of people holding like celebrities and stuff to a higher standard 
than everybody else. Like just because he's a football player, he's not allowed to drink, not allowed to have fun. No, right. Like, come no, on. Not allowed to have yeah. fun at a parade. And it was not, I mean, who? I was waiting for someone really to like toss the Super Bowl trophy into the water and it's totally that would have been that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been absolutely hilarious. I, I was waiting for somebody to like miss and not be able to toss it from one boat to the other. That's why they didn't throw it to Grok because they said Grok's not allowed to touch it. Because <laughs> he put a dent in it apparently. So they said Grok's not allowed to touch it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, we. I had to. I was. I had to laugh because we when we watched the Super Bowl and they showed Gronk like in the during the national anthem, he looks like the most confused dude I've ever seen. He's just like this got like this stare and is like, "Where am I? Am I am I playing football? I think I'm playing football. Yes, yes. That's where I'm on a football field. Yes. Like it's just the funniest thing to watch. <laughs> he just he is. like looks clueless. He's an interesting character. He like I don't think he's dumb, character. but he just looks like that. Like that look that he has on his face is just like priceless. So what you're saying is uh, he was that one character from the uh, the Tom Hanks version of the Lady Killers. Yes. Uh, yeah. I never, I never that, saw that, so I can't that, say yes or no. Gary <laughs> Boutier, I remember the Titans. That guy, right? From yeah. The Lady oh, yeah. okay. I I know. Who, I at least know the character that you're talking about. <sighs> Yeah, that's yes, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I remembered what I was going to say before now, but it's oh. not important anymore. So, okay, good because oh, we didn't want to hear it anyways. It's just about like <laughs> somebody, somebody on a podcast that I listen to who constantly repeats the same phrase like over and over again. But I think somebody kind of told him he did it uh, a lot, and so he's like stopped doing it since then. But like he, yeah. he would always like like he, like when he was he would talk to his co-host. And his co-host would make a point, and then like it would come back to him, and he would just like, be like "Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent." A lot of hundred percents. <laughs> I mean, might, some of us might. probably say some words or phrases oh, over, no, most definitely, and over again, <laughs> and over again. Don't so, don't start adding percentages um, yep, together, so. guy. We don't need to start adding percentages together. We don't need a Scott Steiner promo here. So. <laughs> Uh, I think we all can do math, though. Steiner, eh, you know. I, 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 I would love. I would love. So I'm going to just put this out there for everybody that watches. If you've never seen, if you're a wrestling fan and you have never seen the Scott Steiner math promo from uh, TNA with Scott uh, with PD uh, P Williams in it, you got to go back and watch that. That is like the funniest promo ever just because Scott Steiner, I don't know if he takes himself seriously in that promo, but it almost seems like it. He, I don't know if he's that good an actor. I don't think he is, but he, I, I almost believe he thinks the math is right. Considering he like somehow gets to a thousand percent when he's only trying to get to a hundred percent. It's absolutely insane, but it is a great, great laugh. And I'd love to play it for everybody, but, you know, copyrights would get us in a lot of trouble, especially since we're live, so we can't edit it out, you know, so uh, be a little bit of a problem. But yeah, Hey, Pat, when you, uh, when you texted the other night and said that was a that was a bad ending, I'm assuming, assuming you were referring to the Jericho match. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Why, I, I actually wasn't watching that match at the time. I went back and watched – was it just a bad ending because Chris Jericho's finishing maneuver is terrible? Partially. 
Yeah, um, his finisher is bad, Pat. It's, they, it's they, pretty they awful. Hit, they, they hit him in the head with the boombox, and he kicks out of that. <laughs> so what's the point of having hit him in the head with the boombox? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I know it's like it's not a thing that like facers are supposed to do to heels, though. I don't even know if that other team are, are necessarily facers. they're like tweeners. They're like yeah. tweeners because like they weren't coming off as like faces really. But even so, it's like if you're going to be hitting somebody in the head with an object from the outside, then that should be the end of the match, especially on television. So, is that all you watch, Pat? Just that, or uh, it was about it. I I think I caught. I think I caught the segment before that, and and like I saw Sammy Guevara come out and quit, and then I was just like, eh, like <laughs> there was there were there they well whatever they said was coming up next didn't sound like it was all that interesting to me. But again, I'm still uh, intending to I'm still intending to try to give it a shot, but I just I wasn't. Was that, you weren't interested in Kenny and Kenta against Moxley, and because that act actually was pretty I, entertaining. Don't remember them mentioning that. If they had mentioned that while I was okay, watching. there must have been something between before. I might, I that, might, that I might, pretty I good might have, yeah, I might have stuck around for that, but I, I don't remember. It hearing. was a falls count anywhere match too. So there was uh although it was really weird because in the middle of the match, they were like, "Let's go back and look at some highlights from the first half of the match." It was really weird. Right, Joe, that was really weird. <laughs> they they pulled like a weird WWE thing in the middle like, of the match. It was almost like they needed to get Moxley and I think it was Moxley and Kenta out of where they were. So they were like, let's stop rolling the camera. So let's show some highlights from the beginning of the match. It was really strange, Pat. I, I don't know if I've seen that in a long time. <laughs> so, uh, so as opposed to Raw at nine o'clock recapping what happened when the show started at eight o'clock <laughs> and then they do it again at 10 o'clock too yes they were recapping at i'm just gonna throw out times here at 9 50 what had happened in the match at 9 42 9 35 probably yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was really strange pat it was really strange like i don't know why other than yeah. to get them out of the room they were in, I couldn't figure out why they did that. You know, just uh, just contemplating that is, I feel an aneurysm coming on. So it was it was it was really it was really cool on SmackDown last night. Like Roman is he's so good right now, and he's like Adam Pierce is like got a contract, and Roman's like, yeah, I'm not wrestling in the Elimination Chamber. You can pick six guys and put them in the Elimination Chamber, and then I'll fight the winner. But I'm not wrestling in the chamber. So he's like, you do my bidding. I don't listen to you. <laughs> like, he's, he's playing that guy perfectly right now. So I just don't know yeah. where where Roman Reigns on the microphone was five, three years ago. Because clearly he knows what to do with the microphone in his hand. I don't know what was going on three years ago. It's harder to be a baby face. True. They just want to script everything for him, too. Yeah. They well, we know that happens with WWE. They overscript everything. They don't allow guys to sound like themselves. Um, but it's it's easier as a heel to sound like yourself because they really, I think, they more script the baby faces because the baby faces are always the ones that talk about where the pay per view is going to be. You know, they gotta tell, they gotta talk about the Twitter and all those other bullshit things that 
you really don't have to remind people about if they're watching WWE, they probably fucking know your Twitter handle. They probably know when your next pay-per-view is and everything, unless it's a brand new, brand new fan, which I don't think they're getting that many new fans anymore. Like they're not, I don't think they're really attracting new fans, at least not ones that have never, the ones that the fans that they're attracting, I think that are new are ones that are, like have families that watch like mom and dads or brothers, sisters, whatever they're, I don't think they're attracting a brand new crowd of people from like nowhere. I have, I have a hard time believing that I, I'm probably completely wrong, but I really have a hard time believing that with the product that they're putting out consistently. You know, it's not we, a great product. We also got the fabulousness Monday night. That is Nia Jax. So oh, only well, there I you knew, go. I, I knew that was coming up at some she, point. She has had some of the greatest like moments that weren't planned ever. Like when she punched Becky and busted her open the other <laughs> night, Jeremy, she got dropped on her ass and she stood up and said, my hole. <laughs> she did. <laughs> now, now I, I will say this. I, I was, I was telling my dad about that this afternoon. <laughs> my hole. You know what he asked me? No. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and the thing about it too is that, like, the day oh, that happened, good. like, they were like pulling it out of the replays, but now they've they've changed their minds that oh, we're gonna run with this because on SmackDown last night they showed the replay of it and the part, and she says it loud, Jeremy. It's not like she said my whole. She's like my whole. <laughs> yeah, she legit says it loud. <laughs> It's a lot of shit. It's so funny. Oh, man. So she she has, she has hurts people, but she's also had some of the greatest unscripted moments. That... That's awesome. <laughs> Keep her on TV just for the fun. <laughs> Don't let her wrestle. Just, just put her on TV and let's see what happens. But, yeah, that's that's nuts. I knew uh, you. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing. when I'm like, this is fucking great. So... Uh, so I was listening to a little, before we get started on our actual topic here, I was listening to a little bit of sports radio today as, as I was driving around and I was not surprised to hear that the Phillies have done almost absolutely nothing to make their team better. They are pretty much still the same team. They did get rid of Jake Arietta. They traded him away, which was a good thing because he was not performing for them. He signed it with the Cubs again, one year deal or some jazz for like six or $7 million. <laughs> suckers <laughs> he's gonna be like our sixth starter at this point well there you go as long as he's not in the, in the permanent four four uh four rotate the four main guys so i had no idea what my team's doing this year either but yeah they they haven't they got i think two bullpen guys or some shit like that like i couldn't even tell you their names um they're just they they're not trying um and they're in uh as the amount as the you know, radio show was saying they're probably one of the toughest uh, divisions in the National League, if not the toughest in the National League with the Braves, the Nationals, the Mets. Like, as far as like, at least on paper, they're talking because well, we I haven't mean, seen yeah, any of them play yet. So <clears throat> Mets just upgraded their team this year too. But yeah. then again, that's that's new ownership with new money, so they're not being affected by last year's results. Yeah. So. So it'll, it'll be an interesting baseball season. It's a lot of games. They're going to play all, I guess, all 162 games this year. So uh, uh, that's, their, uh, that's their intent. Their intent. Yes. Who the hell knows? Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. 
All right. So I think so, real quick though, I want yes, you guys go ahead. don't answer this, but I want you guys to ponder this. So oh. next time we do, you can you can think about this for a week. Oh, I saw this gracious. the other day. I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. So if you could pick one wrestling match to like erase from your memory and you have no idea what it was, and then you could go back and watch it again. Well, what, what match would you pick? So, good lord! Like I said, you don't have to next time. I just put it out there so you can think about it for a week. Are we like, uh, talking about Twitter Jack match? Like, like a match that we enjoyed that we would want to see again, fresh for the first time. Yes, that's or, kind of what the what I'm where where this I believe this is going. Like when I I saw it, most hmm. of the that's what all the answers were. They were matches that people really enjoyed and they would like to go through again. So hmm. that's the that's the idea. Yes. That's really, really tough. I mean, I would have no idea. That's why I'm going to give you, I'm not putting you on the spot and giving you a week to think about it. So, yeah, I'll definitely need, I might need a month. (laughs) (laughs) I I could go back and relive that Sting Jeff Hardy match. Oh, God. That's a joke. I've never actually watched it. The Brock Lesnar Goldberg match for me, I could go back and relive that. So, <laughs> yeah. and you were there. Live. <laughs> All right, so, so we'll, I think we'll, next week we'll we'll bring that up again next week. So. And bring that, yeah, because you you might want to have to send me a text message and remind me because I'm bound to forget that question, but. All right. So I think it's a good time to get started with our podcast. Before we do, though, uh, we just want to say a couple things, a couple words to our viewers. And that is, if you are catching this on um, YouTube, please, please, please go back. Make sure you are hitting the like button, clicking on those notifications, because we are going to start doing a lot more lives than what we're doing. And you do not want to miss an episode live because it is much more fun to interact with us than just sit there and watch us. I mean, we're pretty entertaining, but interacting with us you can become part of the show which is always more fun for you and more fun for us so don't forget to hit the like notifications and subscribe to our channel so you never miss anything and if you're not catching us on youtube and you're catching us on some other kind of streaming audio version like uh itunes stitcher spotify or amazon music if i could talk um you know we want to thank you for tuning in and we really appreciate it so with that our topic today is theo what Wrestling movies, wrestlers, wrestlers, and wrestling movies. Wrestling, some wrestling, some wrestling yes, movies. So not wrestling movies, but wrestlers that are in movies, right? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just want to make sure because I did. I, I was like, um, I did some. Darth Pat. <laughs> yeah. So Mister Mister Darth Pat over here was picky. So we were doing our Mount Rushmore. He kind of turned me down in my pick. I feel very. I feel very upset. I was hurt. My butthole didn't hurt like Nia Jax, but I was definitely still hurt about it. And I had to rethink it. My hole. <laughs> you, 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 you done? You done? Um, yeah, I guess so. You, done. you done whining? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. As I was trying to say, because we have a tendency to ramble and go off on tangents, and then it's just of maybe keeping this under two hours probably doubtful we're already half an hour into this bullshit um 
I'm pointing right below because that's where you are. <laughs> yep, same here. You're below me. <laughs> that's why I was pointing. I got to go diagonal for AJ. <laughs> Joe's on top of Jeremy on my screen. So anyway. Hey, nobody's on top nobody of me, sucker. Nobody want to know about that. <laughs> nobody, nobody, puts, nobody puts baby in the corner. Um, oh, boy. Wanted to keep it focused more towards wrestlers and movies as opposed to wrestling movies. That way we can focus on when our favorite and maybe not so favorite uh, <laughs> square circle competitors venture over onto the silver screen as opposed to, again, movies being made about wrestling. So the wrestler, even though it does feature some real-life wrestlers in it, Nacho Libre, stuff like that, we're really not trying to focus on so much. We're trying to focus on, again, when uh, the combatants of the squared circle go to the silver screen and generally make monstrous asses out of themselves. Mm. So, so with that, be rated, you know. So with that being said, I want to start off with talking about probably the very first movie I've ever seen that starred a wrestler, and that was No Holds Barred. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> I said that I saw. I said that I saw. For we cannot start there. <laughs> I said that I saw. I didn't say that everybody else saw. I said right. the first movie well, I, I ever just, saw. <laughs> being the semi-historian of this group, I just want to give the whole big real, real quick. So, is there is that that's like an oxymoron with that? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, but you know this is going to be such good shit. <laughs> We'll let the audience be the judge of that. <laughs> so, wrestling—something <laughs> that did not actually really start so much here in the United States. It's really more of a thing that started in Mexico. <laughs> you had some of the legendary luchadors like El Santo and Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras were making movies all the way back in the '60s. Mm. And I shit you not, in a lot of these <laughs> movies, they were fighting zombies and vampires. Again, I shit you not. <laughs> That's what these fucking movies were about. That's terrible. <laughs> Already. I have never, I have never seen any of the movies. I don't know how available they might be, but you can certainly look, you know, look them up and try to find them. But seriously, you can. I would hope that uh, every copy of those has ever been burned. <laughs> I kind of doubt that, but you never know. You never know. So the Next kind of big movie that I guess was ever made, especially in the United States, that really featured wrestlers was another movie that was called The Wrestler. This was made in the early 70s and it starred Ed Asner, who I'm sure a lot of people know who that is. He's you know been an actor for years. He's still working now in his 90s. Um, but it was a movie that was made with uh, basically the stars of the AWA. And it featured Vern, Ga <laughs> Vern Gagne and uh, Billy Robinson as, uh, you know, two wrestlers who were friends who were like kind of like going up against each other to have a match against each other. Here are some of the wrestlers who also appeared in that movie. Don Morocco, Danny Hodge, uh, Vincent McMahon Sr., uh, The Crusher, Dusty Rhodes, Wahoo McDaniel, Nick Bockwinkle, superstar Billy Graham, Ric Flair, Dick Murdoch, Greg Gagne, Eddie Graham, Larry the Axe Henning, Ken Patera, Jumping Jim Brunzel, Dory Funk Jr., and Pedro Morales. Now, here's the funny thing. They all, all played right. themselves. 
They all played themselves. Mm-hmm. Bert Gagne and Billy Robinson played characters. And the reason I bring that up is going to be because of No Holds Barred, which we'll get to that. Um, the movie, I don't know how successful it really was. Uh, the only time I've ever seen it has been in clips from the, uh, the AWA produced uh, documentary that WWE did back in the mid 2000s. There's a, I found some clips on YouTube. There's this one clip of uh, Dusty Rhodes and uh, Dick Murdoch beating the hell out of uh, Odd Job from the James Bond movies. Ooh. In a bar. Seriously. There's a bar fight scene between these guys. I don't know why Odd Job suddenly shows up in this movie, but he does. And there's a scene with Vern Kanye and Billy Robinson eating dinner, and uh, two other wrestlers are with them. And one of them is Ric Flair, and you will not recognize Ric Flair because he is not blonde and it's when he was in his kind of like early days like before the plane crash and this is when he was in like the like the upper two uh 200 pound range like he was much more muscular than the rick flair that we were accustomed to seeing for all those years he was joe, joe, joe go fuck yourself put the phone down <laughs> <laughs> you just had three minutes and 20 seconds i was watching see if he gets you know if he gets that under these five minutes that's his goal yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> after after the wrestler, there wasn't really a movie that was made that really like was say about wrestling that had a lot of wrestlers in it until Body Slam in the mid eighties. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. I've heard of it. I never saw it. Seen that one? Yeah, it starred it starred a couple of classic eighties people and Dirk Benedict and the recently uh, deceased Tanya Roberts. Um, but in that movie, you had. Rowdy Rowdy Piper playing Quick Rick Roberts. Try saying that name 10 times fast. Quick Rick. Quick Rick. Uh, Captain Lou Albano played Captain Lou Morano. Probably, probably because, you know, Lou Albano was on his own name legally. Um, the Wild Samoans were also in it. Uh, the Barbarian was in it uh, playing Axe the Cannibal. Great name. And uh, Sam Fatu, who was the Tonga kid, and Tama in WWE plays Tonga Tom, who I believe like partnered with Roddy Piper in, in the uh, the movie. So I've seen like bits and pieces of that from like HBO like years ago, but it's been a very very long time, unfortunately. Um, and the other one I wanted to point out it's it's not a wrestling movie, but it's just interesting because it features. The wrestlers in it. Um, have you ever seen the original Highlander? Yes. Yes. Okay. At pretty much the beginning of that match, uh, I believe the Highlander. You know, it's like when it's in the present day. He's he, he goes to like a, uh, a wrestling match, and there's a wrestling match that's taking on uh, or that's going on where it's uh, the fabulous Freebirds. So it's Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts. They're wrestling the trio of Greg Gagne, Sam Fatu, and Jim Brunzel. So uh, I don't know if that was filmed specifically for that movie or not, but it's kind of funny that the movie kind of opens with this six-man tag match, and you've got the fabulous Freebirds in it. Yeah. So there was a lot of different like appearances from like wrestlers, kind of like making like one-off appearances. Like Andre the Giant was in Conan the Destroyer. Uh, you know, there's there's a there's a very amusing picture you can find online of Andre, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
and Wilt Chamberlain from like, you know, backstage from that movie where Chamberlain and Andre are both like holding Arnold up with one arm each. And it's the only time you'll ever find a picture where Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like a midget. <laughs> with those two, yeah. He looks, he looks freaking tiny. <laughs> well, Chamberlain and Andre the Giant, so that's kind of amusing. Um, obviously, Andre was in The Princess Bride. That's, you know, pretty famous and kind of ironic that by the time the movie came out, Andre had turned heel. So, because he plays such a good guy character in the movie. Mm, but yeah. He's, he's become the ultimate, yeah. you know, number one heel in the company by then but from there well vince mcmahon being vince mcmahon he decided it was time for him to branch out into movies and figuring that hey if somebody's gonna make a movie if somebody's gonna make a wrestling movie (laughs) it's gonna be me (laughs) nice Uh, and that led us to Same. No holds bar. <laughs> no holds bar. Yes. Yes, oh. indeed. Take it away. Oh, yeah. So Seven minutes, 18 seconds. Not too bad. Not too shabby. No, that's, I knew, that's I, knew you were, I knew you were still timing it. So. <laughs> that's passable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so, very good, Pat. Yes. So it's just... It's interesting. Um, Nose holds barred. Now, when I watched it back in the day when I was a kid and watched it, I was like, this is fucking awesome. You know, Hulk Hogan. And we all were. We were kids. Yeah. And it was like, you're you're watching this and you're like, oh, man, Hulk Hogan's so cool. And, you know, he's fighting Zeus with the weird eye. And, you know, even as a kid, I was laughing at that because I thought it was funny as shit that he couldn't look him straight in the face. You know, he had to kind of (laughs) talk his head to the side. You know, he he had something wrong with his eye. That's why I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I know that. I, I knew that. Well, I didn't know that as a kid. I know that now, but it was still funny as a kid. Um, but probably the most memorable line of that movie that I can remember. And I'm going to ask Pat to do it in his sweet Hogan voice (laughs) is Darth Pat. (laughs) What's that smell? (laughs) And the guy that he's holding says, Dookie. (laughs) (laughs) Like he can't even say shit or poop. He says dookie. Like who the hell talks like that even back then? But you know, but it was like that movie to go back and look, watch it now. It's like, man, this is so bad. Like it's (laughs) not good acting by either Zeus or Hogan. Um, It was bad. But I remember watching that as a kid and I was like, this movie is like the whole movie is you know, meant to meant for the buildup of that match that right. they have. But still, I'm watching this and I'm just like, there were some funny parts in that, but I was kind of like, this is such like a B-rated movie or even a D-rated movie. I'm like, this is just, this is odd. Like I found the kind of humorous at some point, but I'm still like, was a little bit old enough to know like, eh, this is just odd. Yeah. Not, not, not my movie. I would be like, yeah, let's go see this movie. No, I think- no. I think it was cool because it was a movie with a wrestler in it. I don't even know if as the kid, 
really looking back, if I really liked the movie, I just think it was cool that I there was a movie with a wrestler in it. I think it was more the idea to me yeah. personally than it was the actual movie. And and for Vince to turn it into a pay per view then with the movie, the match in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, or as uh as bruce pritchard has uh has said it many times uh on his podcast uh that they did these uh they did those these promos for for, for the, the whole pay-per-view thing that they did with it like you know the match the movie uh it was like vince and he was like you know why have a Merry Christmas when you can have a no spot Christmas <laughs> Uh, Pritchard's done that on his podcast many times. Um, actually, Pritchard on his podcast, they just did like a watch along at the end of uh, at the end of December. They did like a watch along of the movie, and so they were adding like a you know a lot of stuff. Um, what, what's kind of also interesting about No Holds Barred, we talk about again you know wrestlers and movies. Uh, you know, you see Jesse Ventura and Gene Okerlund and Howard Finkel all basically playing themselves. You know, mm-hmm. playing the commentators and the ring announcer. Um, at the beginning of the, of the movie, H- Hogan, whose character is named, uh, I know he's named Rip. Did they ever even give him a last name? I was about to say, I, don't, I don't remember if they did. No. So, yeah, I, I can't remember if they give him a last name or not. But anyway, I don't think so. His name's Rip. Yeah. At, at the beginning of the movie, he's wrestling a guy named Jake Bullet, who's actually Bill Eady, who we better know as Acts of Demolition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Zeus, you know, I mean, tiny Tom, tiny Lister who played Zeus, you know, he wasn't really a wrestler, but, you know, he kind of sort of became one. Uh, Joey Morella, who was a uh, girl among ten stepson and was a referee in WWF. He's the referee at one point. Uh, and then, of course, you get Stan Hansen in the uh, in the movie. He's like the Anderthal guy in the bar that the. Uh, the evil network executives, uh, you know, go, go to, um, you know, go to, uh, uh, you know, they're, when they're trying to recruit somebody to, to take rip out or whatever. And like, you know, Hanson's like the one that they kind of come up on. And uh, there was uh, the guy who played Bane and Batman and Robin, Jeep Swenson, who they also WCW also use in that very terrible. Uh, yeah. uh, where Hogan and Savage beat every heel on the roster. Oh yeah, and, and that's where they Tiny Lister was the gangsta. Yes, yes, yes. yes. They brought him back to that too. <laughs> oh, uh, so so, so he, he he's one of like the uh, like I think bar brawling guys and no holds barred yeah. too. Um, but yeah, you, you're definitely right in that. That was really the first time. And I mentioned all those other movies, and again, you know, we of course weren't around when the wrestler came out. And all those other movies I really mentioned, the wrestlers who were in them were not the main characters. You know, they were the secondary characters. This was really the first time you had a movie that was about wrestling that starred a wrestler. And so that's what definitely, that's what definitely made it cool. And that's what, you know, you definitely had the appeal to it. But also kind of what Joe said, yeah, it's it's very much a B movie at best. I mean, you can can really even, you don't have any big stars in it. I mean, Jones Joan Severance, who was the female character. I mean, her career, I don't I think kind of petered out sometime in the mid-90s. Uh Kurt Fuller, who played the evil network executive Brell. I mean, he was in you know the first Wayne's World. He's been in a, he's been in a lot of different stuff in his career. He's you know, he's very much a character actor, but yeah. you know, he's not like 
he's not like an A-list character actor or anything. No. And uh, one of his underlings was David Pamer, who's another guy who's been around for years. He's been in, you know, countless, you know, right. you know movies and, and TV shows. You know, he's one of those guys who, like, you know, if you don't know his name, you definitely know his face and his voice and everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a B-movie. And that's kind of the problem, is that supposedly Vince and Hogan were so upset with the script that was turned in that they checked themselves into some hotel suite and wrote the screenplay over a weekend. And that's terrible. Yeah. Horrible. You almost you almost have to wonder sometimes how much blow did they go through in order to get it done? <laughs> it's just nice. but it just it, it just becomes it, it just really becomes so much of a B movie. And one thing that I never really kind of got, which they pointed out on Pritchard's podcast, you know, his, his, his host, uh, you know, Conrad Thompson pointed out, you could almost take the Grell character as being a takeoff on Ted Turner because supposedly they filmed like the, those office scenes in Atlanta where of course we know WCW was based and he was like, you know, I want you on my network and my thing, you know, I'm trying to buy you basically. And of course, that's what Ted Turner did when WCW, yeah, they just bought all WWE stars and blah, blah, blah. So you almost wonder if subconsciously it was that because when they would have been making this movie, it would have been right about the time where Ted Turner had bought Jim Crockett promotions and, you know, turned it into WCW and everything. So I found that kind of an interesting take. Yeah. Um, but there are entertaining parts of that movie, but it's, it's again, it's just so over the top and it's so B movie that it kind of, it, it didn't do, it didn't do a lot for the potential of wrestlers and movies as a whole. Right. Well, let's, let's, you know, I want to move. uh, uh, Sorry. I'll make this really simple. The best movie Hogan was ever in was Rocky three. When he played Thunderlips, that was the best in the movie. It's not even an argument, I don't think. That was the best he's ever done in the movie. So, no, and it's, it, I think it, it definitely is. And the, the funny thing about that, of course, is that Vince Sr. fired him from WWF because he wanted to do the movie and Vince Sr. didn't want him to. So then after he's done with the movie, he goes to AWA. Vern Gagne initially keeps him as a heel, which he had been, but then turns him face. He starts getting really hot. You could argue Hulkamania was born. But then Vern doesn't want to put the AWA title on him. And then Vince Jr. comes knocking. And then we all know where it went from there. Yeah. So just kind of sticking with Hogan and his awesome montage of movies. Uh, if I remember correctly, the next movie we got from him was The Nanny. Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. Sorry, Mr. Nanny, which yeah. was absolutely terrible. And then there was Suburban Commando, I believe, too. Yes. I will <laughs> I will say this to you, and this might come as a, a big surprise to you guys. I have never watched Mr. Nanny. Neither have I. <laughs> Neither have uh, I. Uh, I think it's because after whatever memories I had of No Holds Barred, and then definitely Suburban Commando, because I definitely watched Suburban Commando, which, of course, also features The Undertaker. Um <laughs> I think I was just like, he doesn't make good movies. And I was still only like 11 or 12 years old when those movies were coming out. And even then I was like, these aren't good movies. I don't want to watch Mr. Nanny. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the ironic thing 
um, about Mr. Nanny is that you could almost argue that it got remade with Vin Diesel. Yes, yes it did. Yeah. 100%. I don't care what anybody says. That was a remake of Mr. Nanny. They just called it something different. We also yeah. had Hogan and Thunder in Paradise. Well, I mean, that's a That was better. Yeah. It was. I think they had a good supporting actor to help Hogan's lead role. Oh, it's Jack Lemmon. I mean, Jack, Jack Lemmon's son was his uh, co star in Thunder in Paradise. So yeah. Kind of funny. Now, I will say this for Hogan, uh, because uh, this is kind of like if I were to write like some like big paper analyzing this. Uh, Are you going to tell us this paper right now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not, the, the gist of it. Hogan in movies was, yeah, he always insisted every movie that he was in made money. I really don't know if he can really prove that or not. No holds barred if you look up the, if you look it up on IMDb. If you see like its budget and it's in its box office gross, it made money, but the budget doesn't tell you everything about what goes into the cost of making a movie. So right. hard to say. I mean, did they make money? Yeah. Did they make a profit? That's the other thing. Right. Well, I think when he, when Hogan says they made money, I think I think in, in Hoganese that means it, it Hoganese. It. <laughs> but I don't Hogan know. Was Hogan was a face. They were trying to make family oriented movies with him in it. They did with all the wrestlers. I mean, they, you know, The Rock and the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Kids movie. Let's let's put the wrestlers in kids movies. It seemed like they wanted to put several wrestlers in like kids movies, and just see how that worked. It's like, guys, that's not really what you should do with professional wrestlers in wrestling yeah. movies. So there, I think we should there stay is, there on. Is that, there is that. There is that tendency, but we're just trying to finish up with Hogan here real quick. I mean, he made so many movies then in his wcw days like santa with muscles and oh uh, my god assault assault on devil's <laughs> island and, and uh, uh assault on death mountain where you played the same character in uh three ninjas, it was better to just not bring those up yeah three ninjas high noon and mega mountain i've i've seen parts of a couple of those basically what what it comes down to is he went back and forth with trying, trying to make like like Jeremy said, like family oriented kids movies and like these like B action movies. And they couldn't ever really, you know, kind of uh, uh, pick one. Then there was this one he made called McKenzie's Island, which co-starred Robert Vaughn and Grace Jones, which I, I think I'm pretty sure it was direct to video. I saw it on I don't remember if it was TNT or HBO. It's actually mildly amusing because I think the director of that movie about halfway through filming it realized that it was just ridiculous to the nth degree so he kind of like turned it up to 11 as far as like the tongue-in-cheek humor so it actually ended up being semi-watchable but it was still just like you know overly ridiculous you know to to the nth degree my, my whole point is that i think the concept though of hulk hogan in movies like i said didn't do Sucks. a lot more he right. sucked in movies that's it <laughs> oh he sucked in movies I think what it was too, I don't know if it was necessarily his fault for picking bad projects or if it was just they just gave him shit and that people weren't really taking the concept of wrestlers and movies seriously. Put it this way. They didn't do it with Hulk Hogan. And what Hulk Hogan's probably greatest moment in cinema history is is his Gremlins 2 cameo. That that or Thunderlips. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so kind of sticking on the WWE train with their attempt at making their own movies, 
We then, and, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure I'm missing something. I think the next, their next attempt was the Marine, where they tried to. We got, we got. They came out with their own like studio. Like they came out with WWE Studios eventually. Like right, but wasn't the Marine like their next like feature that was their film first endeavor? I believe. I think After... that was. I I think that was WWE. That might have been WWE Films first. Okay big like theatrical movie because i think that was also at a time then where they're like all right we're not we're not doing direct to video anymore we're 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 going for we're going big we're going for the theaters now so i think the marine might have been that but you know before we got to the marine you know you had really when when the rock really started branching out into movies that kind of happened before the marine did yeah but i'm talking about actually like wwe like influenced movies because WWE had their name on movies for the rock and other per, uh, for the rock, just because he was still the rock and had that name attached. So they had to put WWE on there. WWE didn't do fucking shit for those movies. The, their name's yeah. just there. So I don't, I'm not going to include those. I'm going to, I want to talk about like, because him separate. I think we should talk about the rock separately anyway. Yeah. I think he should be like the last thing we talk about anyway. So, but well, I'm more referring to like, movies that wwe actually really did produce like see no evil yeah see no evil well, terrible yeah, yeah um, that that that's what i was just going to get to real quick see no evil was actually the first one that got released that beat the marine to theaters by about five months back in 2006 right and i mean granted they did kane a favor that i don't think they had any talking points parts for him so <laughs> You know, he only had to be big and scary, kind of like he is in, a re- in the wrestling ring. But we get the Marine. Okay. okay. And-, and the best, I'm already, the best scene in the Marine, I'm already telling you already, is when he, <laughs> he pulls the car into the gas station and they blow the, they shoot the tires out. And then at the end of the scene, the car pulls away, like, like the tires were never shot out. <laughs> yeah. He floors it out of the gas station parking lot. Apparently the tires got inflated. During the battle, they had those. They had the no deflate tires on that on that car. Should we put some new tires on this car right quick so we can drive <laughs> off and have an action scene? I, well, you I know, do, these things happen. I do yeah. think that they saw. I think somewhere somebody saw something with Cena, though, like yes. as an actor. I think somewhere somebody saw something like, okay, maybe this, there's something there with this guy. Yes, because let's not, you know, if we go back to what Cena did, Cena at that time had, I think, turned heel and been heel for maybe, I mean, turned face, sorry, had been face for maybe a year or so, maybe two before the Marine came out. So it wasn't like, you know, he had, and it was still in the era when they had the ability to really be themselves on the mic. So you had a lot of charisma and a lot of attitude, which is what The Rock brought to the mic. You know, he was definitely a, levels above Cena, but they, I think that's what they saw in him. And they said, let's put him in a movie. Well, the, the Marine wasn't terrible in, in, in terrible, terrible, but it definitely was no way good. It's still a B movie by at best. To be rated I think 12 movie. rounds. All I, think 12 all rounds I think 12 rounds was better than the Marine. I think I liked that one better than the Marine. That what were you saying, Theo? A couple years later. Yeah, Twelve Rounds was was a, a better movie for for Senior. The reunion was a horrible movie for him, but like all five, I think I don't know, six maybe Marines. Six now. Marines. There's all of them are just B-rated action movies. You know, you have The Miz, 
Randy Orton. The Miz played it again. I, I forget. One of the female wrestlers was in one of them, I think. I forget which one it so was. So here, here's your lead characters for the, for the role of the Marine. You had John Cena started off. Then you had Ted DiBiase Jr. in the Marine 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. And then the Miz has been the Marine for the last uh, four movies. So he is the Marine. Um, the last one that you're thinking about, Marine 6, Theo, that had the Miz in it, Shawn Michaels, uh, Becky Lynch. That's Becky was in that one. And I'm just going through the cast real quick. I think that, yeah, that's it for yeah. actual wrestlers in that movie. So it had three wrestlers in it. They, they, they tried to do a movie with Randy Orton. They tried. Yes, I remember they were going to try. Great either. So what? What was the name of that one? Terrible. <laughs> well, he was. Um, that's not the name of the movie. <laughs> he, he was in. He was in twelve rounds too. Oh, and, that's what it was. Yes, and, and he was in the condemned too. <laughs> All right, and see there. I think the condemned was another WWE production too, if I remember correctly. That was like a WWE films. It was yes, yes, and so now we have Stone Cold. Let's talk about Stone Cold because he was in a bunch of WWE films, um, which I'm going to be. I don't ob- remember any of them. Right. Uh, well, the first condemned didn't that I have? Legit, though. Yeah, I think he was in Vinny. the first condemned. Yeah, he was, and didn't that have Vinny in it? Vinny, uh, I can't think of his last name. Um, oh, damn it, I'm gonna have to look it up. Vinny Jones. Yes, Vinny Jones. Thank you. And because Vinny Jones was in that movie, I think it saved that movie from being a complete like <laughs> a complete disaster yeah complete disaster because vinnie jones is really good and he plays a really uh-huh. good antagonist bad guy and it, it's I, I wanted so bad to be like that movie was really good and i watched it it's definitely watchable for me as a fan of action movies but if you were going to give it a rating it's still a b-rate movie but by, by all means it's not an a movie you know it's not it, it wasn't theaters i believe i think that one was in theaters but it was three out of a ten <laughs> <laughs> i mean it I, was, watched, what, I watched the i watched the chaperone that was another wwe movie with triple horrible i was just gonna say real quick about the condemn the only part of that movie i've ever seen was in like a, a YouTube clip of like uh like the best like lines before uh, a character kills another character, and Austin saying to Vinnie Jones's character is like, "Sounds like you've had a hard life." Yeah, good thing it's over, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I can't honestly. I know there's a fight. I think they're fighting on a waterfall or some shit like that in some part in the movie. I think, like, yeah, I don't. The other it's... problem with that movie is that the premise isn't wholly original. Like, it battles, it, it borrows a lot from a, a few other movies. Um, you know, about like just gathering people together, throwing them on some island, and having them fight for the death. Yeah, uh, that's. You know, yeah. It also actually came out before the Hunger Games, but I mean, the Hunger Games, as I found out, was a was almost a blatant ripoff of another movie, a Japanese movie. So, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, all pretty much all the movies that WWE Studios have made have been train wrecks or not. Bless you, sir. Memorable. You guys didn't like Leprechaun with Hornswoggle. 
Oh, oh yeah, my sure. god. Like I didn't like the original character. Leprechaun. Well, I like the original <laughs> Leprechaun. So did that he, count as the, oh yes, it did that count as a WWE film. I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now, I, I'm gonna say for yeah. all their aspirations, when you come right down to a WWE films really just been a, a, a B movie factory, which is which is fine. But you know, there was that really annoying period there when it was in its first couple of years. Where it's they like movie after movie after movie, and it's like, oh my god, stop! And they yeah, were promoting so much, yeah. And they were really just trying to make it seem like it was much more than it was, and it got it got annoying. Now it's like, as I'm looking at this list on Wikipedia, it's like I vaguely remember them like promoting a few of these here and there, but not to the way they did back when they first started off, which was probably, quite frankly, probably for the best. It's like then they put the they put the big show in one too. Yeah, but I saw some movie on here where it was made a couple of years ago with uh, Edge and Lana, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I yeah. Don't, I don't remember that. But so, you know, we talked about John Cena a little bit, and we talked about Hogan, but I want to go back to John Cena because John Cena has been in other movies that are not WWE productions. No, and he's, not he's, part kind of, of, he's kind of become. I don't know if he's a, a star, but he's been in movies that where he's been entertaining and the movies have made money and yes. he, people want him. And he's, he's, he's not the rock where everybody wants him, but there he's definitely found spots in movies and done well enough that people do want him. They tried to, they put him in that kitty movie about the fire department. So they did that with John Cena. Yeah. And it seems like any, any action star has to do like, they're one kid film, like because look at Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger did um, Kindergarten Cop. It's yeah. Navatuma. You know, uh, that's the <laughs> most famous line that came out of that movie. And that movie wasn't bad, but it wasn't by any means great. Nah, the but, but it's it's like the call of the action star. Okay, you've done all these action films. They know you're a badass, but now let's put you in a kids movie and see if you can be funny. Um, uh, that doesn't usually turn out so well. There's not too many oh, actors that can pull pull that off that are action role, stars. A role for him that I was hoping he would, would have been better in, and I feel like he was overacting, was in the Bumblebee movie. Bumblebee, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was overacting that, in that movie. It, and that's... He was trying too hard. Yeah, you could just tell. Like, he seemed like this... He, he was trying to be like super serious, but like super serious John Cena wrestling, super serious. And it was just, it just was not working. I was like, oh, every time he came on, I started talking to him like, oh, please, why did you do this, Cena? Who, who told you this was okay? Like, why did they be like, cut, stop, please? <laughs> I, I, th- I think the reason for that was there's two reasons. The first one is this. So, you know, he did his first couple movies there for WWE, The Marine, 12 Rounds, a couple others. They didn't really do any movies for a few years. And when he comes back and he started doing movies, it was Trainwreck, Sisters, Daddy's Home, The Wall, Daddy's Home 2, Ferdinand, Blockers, and then Bumblebee. So outside of The Wall, all of those movies were comedies. So I think that he was really trying to go back and say, look, I can play serious, I can play in action movies too. You know, please don't just like pigeonhole me as being like, you know, second second tier comic relief and all these other films. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and he's going to be in the new Fast Furious movie, so they've obviously given him another shot at the action thing. So. Right, well, what yeah. I would, what I, the other point I was going to say is that in, in Bumblebee, his character, 
he's he's not really a good guy, but he's also not a bad guy. I mean, I remember he at least had a line there where he's like when they were in like the meeting with like the other like military brass and he was like, Wait a minute, does anybody else is anybody else troubled by getting close to these things? They're called Decepticons. Hello, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he, 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 but so I, I think that they weren't I don't think he got necessarily clear direction on, hey, this is how we want you to play it. So just kind of oh, your way through and it. To be honest, the Bumblebee movie was. He probably needed a better direction. For it. And, and to be honest, the Bumblebee movie, and I really enjoyed the Transformers movie, but the Bumblebee movie was not that good. It oh, and I like I like Bumblebee. So Bumblebee was better than probably all but the first Transformers movie. Yeah, and. and yeah, and it's hard to live up to the first Transformers movie because that movie was so good as far as the other uh, Transformers yeah. movies go. So I, I definitely think I definitely think Blockers was the best. I think Blockers was my favorite movie, and that's the one I haven't seen yet. Is that the one where he's like the parent? And yeah, and they're trying to stop their kids from having sex. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he does the beer bong in his hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either, actually. Yeah. So, so I, I think I think for, I think for Cena, I think you know, Fast Nine, Furious Nine, F Nine, fuck, fuck, fuck you, Nine, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, between that, between that, and um, the Suicide Squad is going to determine if uh, he can really. I don't want to say get up to rock level because nobody's getting up to rock level. Nobody's getting up to that. But I think I think those two movies will help determine if he's really, if he can really be somebody. Can he get to Batista like. level? I think he's trying to get to Batista level at this point. I think rock level's unreachable. But Batista though is still well, really. Don't let's not talk about Batista yet because that that's gonna well, we're gonna talk about him next. Well, what I'm just saying is Batista's still really only at like supporting player level. Like Batista's not somebody who you're gonna put as like the star of a movie. If things go well between those two movies for Cena, there's still a possibility that people could say, like, okay, he can be a star. You know, we'll have to see. So, the fact that he's getting, like, a, a TV show um, based on his Suicide Squad character that is tying into that movie in some way, shape, or form will will probably help. So Yeah, time's going to still tell for him. Well, and if you don't know this yet, but he's also going to be one of the hosts of the revamped Wipeout show. That's not necessarily going to help him become a movie star, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw a commercial for it the other day. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not going to be good because Cena's not a comedian. I'm sorry. He's not a comedian. And that's what you need on that show to make fun of the people. Like that's the whole purpose of the people even being announcers is to make fun. Of it. And it's, I, I just don't, that's going to be bad, but it, it'll be what it will be. I don't cast these freaking shows. So let's move on to big, bad Dave Batista, his <laughs> acting career. Um, so it's funny because I feel like the, P the Batista started off like actually in a really good spot because it, it, I always say this, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't his first like actual role uh, as far as a feature film goes, wasn't it as um, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Or did he, he have something a, right before that? He had, a, I think, two or three movies before that. He wasn't like the main person. Um, but he was 
like supporting roles in those movies or for the most part but he, 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 yeah he had appeared in um the man with the iron fists and reddick yes. before before uh before guardians <laughs> of the galaxy but myth iron um, fist was a very i like it because i like those type of japanese mm-hmm. yeah fighting movies i just yeah. where dave 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 where was the charisma in WWE? Because we've seen it on the big screen. Where was that charisma when you were in WWE? Because eh, it wasn't there. Yeah. He's always, I, I remember him doing an interview with someone. He was, he said that was like his, his because of his uh, type of anxiety of being in front of people. It was hard for him to do promos in WWE, whereas like in a film portion, like you can, he's more comfortable because. If he fucks up, he can just redo it all. Yeah, it's like retake mm-hmm. until he feels like he gets it right. And he says he's been more comfortable where he hasn't had to like do a lot of retakes to do certain things. It's just one or two, and then boom, he's done. Yeah, His, I kind of uh, get where he's. I can't get where he's saying because it's like you're on the spot in WWE, so you got to like roll with it. And I don't think he was as good with that as you know he was. You know, feeling comfortable wise. His Funko Pop comes with the microphone. Like that dude never understood that. His <laughs> Funko Pop, he's got a microphone in his hand on his Funko Pop. So with somebody just that was a joke. I feel like an inside joke. I, I think so. His Funko I really Pop do. Came with a microphone in his hand. So, so and, props, and, you give him a microphone. Like if, really? The interesting thing is when he came back after doing a couple movies and had that last feud with Triple H, he was so much better on the mic. Yes. He was like, better. I, I think at his he was acting, way comfortable. like I wouldn't be surprised if he took some acting classes to help him get better with that, and you know, be able to you know throw charisma, emotion, and stuff like that into his on-screen persona because it was a lot better. It was you know still not the greatest, of course, but it, it anything was better than what it was. So we got better. Um, you know, the tantrums were pretty awesome and shit like that that he would throw, and you know his cool. Yeah his coolness that he threw in there. So I think it definitely helped him in the WWE thing, but you know, so he was, you know, behind the scenes character. Cause he was in it man four too. He was in it man four. He was the main uh, yeah. villain in it man yeah. four, uh, which I actually, I love all those it man movies. Um, and he played in James Bond too, you know, a bad guy in James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really, he, this... he was really funny in Stuber. Yeah. yeah I mean, Stuber, that was that that was that that was funny. That was, it was a dumb movie, but it's a stupid, fun, dumb movie. To yeah. be honest, so yeah, he, uh, he also had a, he had, he had a small role in uh, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but I thought he was really yeah. good in. Um, it's just a fortune that it's just such a small role. He was also in this movie called Hotel Artemis, which wasn't that great of a movie. It had an interesting premise, but the movie was a little eh. But I actually thought he might have been the best part of that movie. To be honest, so. So for me, Dave Batista, I think has, as far as anybody who's left wrestling, uh, besides The Rock, of course, because we already know where he is, but that's ventured into acting. I think Batista has a right now a bigger upside than John Cena because of what he's already done and what he's being cast in. Um, because he's going to be in more Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Now, granted, he doesn't his not that his role isn't big, but he doesn't have a ton of speaking parts. But when he does, they're good. Like good. it's his, done well. His, his stone face humor sometimes is fabulous because he doesn't always. He just like 
he's like me sometimes he's got stone face and he just says stuff and i'm like how is he not laughing i know you're ugly when he's telling her you're ugly how are you not laughing when you're saying that you know when uh when you talk about him having more upside than than tina he he could very well the the thing that goes against him is that he's a few years older than tina he's in his 50s but um the fact that he was cast as that role in guardians of the galaxy and the fact that the movie ended up becoming a big hit and so you know became they you know they really like solidified the franchise that helps him um the fact that he's not really the leading character, like you said, I think also helps him. There's not as much pressure on you when you're not the leading character. Mm-hmm. I'll be very interested to see him in Dune, where yeah. he does. He will be playing one of the chief villains, so that's yes, that's going to be an interesting thing with him. Um, I was going to say something else, and I don't remember what it was. I mean, yeah, I, I like Stuber too. I thought he was, I thought he was, you know, pretty pretty funny in that. So, um, but uh, yeah, and the, you're talking about a stone face humor. It's like you know. The two lines from, you know, I think it was each of the first two guardians. Like, for the first one, where he's like, "Nothing goes over my head. If something went over my head, I'd catch it." <laughs> and then, and then the second one, four three. Now he's all like, you know, I'm being so still that you can't see me. <laughs> yeah, it, it does make you wonder how he can say some of those lines sometimes. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but it, it's awesome. I mean, the one movie I haven't seen is the My Spy movie, which, hey, action hero, let's put him in a kid movie. I know. <laughs> yeah, another one, of course. The, I think for him, the trailers for that at least look mildly entertaining. I haven't watched it yet either. I have but not yeah. watched it either. I, would, I, 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 will, it, I will watch it, it. It might be something that I'll stumble onto eventually. Um, so, yeah. Now there was one movie that you mentioned because um, we're I know we're kind of saving the rock and some of the things that he's done for a little bit, but there was one that you mentioned and I had to look it up because I never heard of it. Uh, they live, which I found out had Roddy Roddy Piper in it, so that was interesting. I never knew he was in any movies or was a character in a movie, let alone that. He did a couple of movies. That was probably his Roddy best one. Piper, Roddy Piper did a ton of B movies. Um, the, the they were you might even you could even make the joke that they were C movies like he like he did like a lot of direct to video and direct to cable stuff you know throughout yeah. like the uh, eighties and nineties I remember catching mm-hmm. one years ago I don't remember if it was on HBO or Showtime or it was one of the the pay channels he was like a uh, he was like a convict in a prison who gets framed for the murder of this like white collar guy and then he has to like go on the run i don't remember what the hell it was called i could probably find it if i looked but i've seen um, that one too yeah they they live is one of those cult classic movies um because it's directed by john carpenter who a lot of his movies are kind of cult classics like escape from new york and the thing and uh halloween the you know the original halloween um, the original Assault on Precinct 13, you know, he's the original The Fog, you know, he's made a lot of movies like that. You know, They Live is the one where he's just like this average common guy who finds his pair of sunglasses and when he puts them on, he sees that you know, like half the people in the city are aliens and then all the billboards are actually sending out subliminal messages that said like, you know, obey, consume and everything. 
Hmm. So it's 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 a cult classic for being like you know a, a satire on like uh, consumerism and you know things of that sort. Things that were very prevalent in the eighties, like you know, when we had you know like stock market crashes again and, and shit like that that was going on. It's also very famous for this uh, fight scene between him and uh, Keith David. Um, you know the prolific uh, you know African American character actor where they have this like fight scene with each other. Uh, on the street where they're actually friends but he's telling Keith David to put the sunglasses on so that he'll see what he sees and he doesn't want to have any part of it and they have this like knock him out you know knuckle dragging fight scene in the movie which is very famous and probably the most famous part of the movie is you know he comes goes into the bank with like the shotgun and everything and he's wearing the sunglasses and you know all of a sudden everybody sees him and he just says you know I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Yeah, all out of bubble gum. I wondered where the hell that line came from. I had yeah. no idea it was that movie. That's, yeah. that's, where, that's where that line comes from. And he is—he's—he's he's fantastic in that movie. He, he really he is. He is because, like, when I was doing some research for something uh, for some of this, like over uh, earlier in the day. Somebody said, you know, the movie probably, you know, could have used like Kurt Russell in it since he worked with John Carpenter so many times. But Kurt Russell is just too pretty for this role. (laughs) Too pretty. (laughs) That's funny. Kurt Russell looks like a movie star. Yes, he does. Kurt Russell does, of course, look like a movie star, especially in 1987. Um but he said, like, you know, he needed somebody who was much more everyman looking, and Roddy Piper definitely fit that bill, and he did. So definitely, that's, that's one of the things that that's another thing that, of course, that makes it really such a cult movie too. Is that you know, you took what you could really say was a, a non-actor and really you know made something out of it. So yeah. it's uh, it's definitely one that I think most wrestling fans are familiar with. Yeah. So I want to ch- I want to just. Uh put a quick shout out to the to our viewer uh that's watching right now we got somebody oh nope never mind they dropped off oh sad i was gonna ask them to join in the chat Mm, yeah well it's all right (laughs) oh man so who else was there anybody else that we didn't touch on that's been in kevin nash oh yes kevin nash (laughs) what he was in magic mike Yes, that is right. He was in Magic Mike. I kind of i I Magic wish I could Mike, say I forgot sure. about that movie, but I have not. <laughs> on a, a bunch of a bunch of wrestlers I really like were in uh, the Longest Yard too. So I'm being sarcastic yeah. there. So. <laughs> no, you're not. True to heart, you're being sincere. The worst actor of all of the wrestlers, Mr. Goldberg, was in that movie. So he's awful. That's that's all but, I'm gonna say about him. But it was awesome because you had Stone Cold in that movie, the the remake of The Longest Yard. You had Stone. You mean Cold it was? I thought you were gonna say because of Great Khali. I really thought that no. was gonna say. it was awesome. So. <laughs> no. so so here's the thing. Like I know you're not a fan of Stone Cold. I know you're not a fan of Goldberg. Austin's uh, fine. Austin's done fine as an actor, though. I would never ridicule him. He's done perfectly fine. So. But the, the, but the funniest part of that is when they give them the feminine hormone drugs, they slip them into their steroids, and then all of a sudden they're like namby-pambies, except for Stone Cold who didn't take the steroids. And he's like cursing them out. <laughs> I forget exactly what his line is, but he said something really fucking funny. Um, 
But yes, the great Collie's in it. And there is a really funny moment with the great Collie in it because it's not the great Collie talking, of course, and saying anything <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's where he boots that dude in the face and he's like, he done broke my nose. <laughs> uh, he's like, and then Sandler's like, well, he probably didn't mean to do it. And Collie's like, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. And then, what does what does Sandler tell uh, that dude that plays uh, that er- character? I can't remember the guy that played uh, the the black gentleman, but um, doesn't he tell him he likes him look like like a young Michael or some shit like that? He's like, oh, it looks like a young Michael. <laughs> I like, oh, I think so. Yeah. I'm like yeah, what yeah. the f- what the fuck? So I was talking about young Michael Jackson. He's all like, I love little Michael. <laughs> Like, oh my god, uh, kind of creepy now, but um, yeah, yeah, but you great, know. great Kali was also in Get Smart with The Rock, yes, he was, and pretty he, funny. The, Get Smart, too. The most memorable scene that I have from The Longest Yard has nothing to do with a wrestler, it was with a terrible person in that movie, Michael Irvin from the Dallas Cowboys, because he plays like the bully, you know, the bully in the, the yard who's got a that's Jeremy's favorite lesson. receiver of all time, just so you guys know. Like <laughs> floating on a cloud because I'm so high on my cocaine. <laughs> Michael Irvin suffered an injury in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia fans cheered. I did not cheer. I'm not that kind of person. People but I wasn't good. Go- <laughs> but I won't say that I wasn't glad to see him out of the game because that gave the Eagles a better chance of winning, of course. So, you know, no injury is a good injury, but it's, you know, I wasn't sad about it either. I'm looking at Pat's face to see if there's any reaction. He's just kind of like, I'm looking up something. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's any other movies. Yeah. Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash was also in the Punisher. He plays the, uh, what is it? The, 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 I don't know what the hell his character was supposed to be. Was it a Russian guy? Um, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be Russian. He was like a henchman, yeah. assassin type. And the uh, the, th- the thing, of course, that uh, um, the, the I just remember his about, shirt. He, Thomas Thomas Jane stabs him during the fight scene, and he like stabbed him for real. And supposedly Nash said that he was so high up on the adrenaline filming the scene, he didn't realize that he got stabbed for real. Yeah, you talked about that. I don't get that myself. I'm like, if somebody's stabbing me, I think I'm taking notice. Uh, (laughs) Are we sure it was adrenaline that he was hopped up on in that movie? I mean, Kevin Nash's best role was Super Shredder, baby. Yeah. I forgot that he was Super Shredder. I forgot that he was Super Shredder. Yeah. Super Shredder. (laughs) There's been wrestlers in these Expendables movies too, right? Yeah. Uh, Austin, yes. Austin was in the first one. Um, he played the villain in the first one. Yeah. He was the henchman again, more or less. But yeah, yeah. henchman. Henchman and bad guys. Um, um, yeah. We could definitely say as a whole, I mean, and there's a ton of movies that we could probably talk about, but as a whole, wrestlers have definitely been, as a majority, better as cameo roles, very small parts little speaking you know it's just worked out better for them because and it brings a little presence to the movie that you didn't expect and as wrestling fans we're like oh cool he's in the movie or sometimes we're like oh my god he's in the movie 
<clears throat> agent. Well, until we, until <laughs> best, we get this other person. <laughs> I, I was going to say the best wrestling uh, cameo. It's actually a series of cameos, and it's uh, in the MacGruber movie. When you've got Chris Jericho, Kane, MVP, Mark Henry, the Great Khali, and the Big Show, as like these are like like MacGruber's like former squad who he's like recruiting for this like you know, you know the the new mission and everything. Except he crosses Big Show off the list when he finds that the Big Show's gay. Uh, <laughs> but like the other the other five, like you know, he has them like waiting for him in a van or whatever, and all of a sudden the van explodes. <laughs> yeah, like the. Uh, and then, like, the next scene, he was, like, talking to, like, his boss. He was played by Powers Booth, and he's like, they were nice funerals. Yeah, what did you think of my eulogies? Very touching. I might have cut back on the F-words a little. Well, they were <laughs> fucking great guys. And this is a fucking asshole of a day. Their children were there. <laughs> so something like that. I know yeah. this is really not a movie, but Edge played... Edge did really well in the TV show The Vikings. He was yes, on there for a couple of seasons. I remember uh, Edge had a very small role in one of like the very bad Highlander sequels. He's in the movie, I think, for about two seconds. Um, but actually, that doesn't uh, cut a uh, candle to what has to be the most random wrestler cameo, I think, of all time. Did you, either of you guys ever see the movie Shoot Him Up with Five O and Paul Giamatti? Yeah. I, I uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, Christians in that movie. Nope. It's literally like a blink and you'll miss it moment where mm. he plays like a security guard for some um, uh, for, for some guy who I think turns out to be really like like the guy who's like pulling the strings throughout the whole movie, or whatever. He has no lines. He's just kind of there. Like there's really like no attention brought to it. I went to go see that movie in the theater partially because they said he was in it. And I'm like waiting the whole movie from the show, but then when he shows up, I'm like, wait a minute, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the hell? I was like, that that was more. I was like, that was more random than uh, if you ever see uh, Ready to Rumble. If you look real quickly in the the background of the one scene, there's John Cena Mm. lifting weights, like the background of the the one gym scene of uh, Ready to Rumble. Wasn't wasn't Seamus in the Turtles movie? Yeah, he uh, he, he was. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bebop, he plays Bebop. Yeah. No, Rocksteady, Rocksteady, the Rhino. Yeah, Rocksteady. There's, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of other ones we haven't really kind of gotten. So that we mentioned Kevin Nash. I mean, like Terry Funk was in a bunch of movies in the, the 80s. Road, he was in Roadhouse. Macho Road Man was in Spider Man. Oh, yeah, Macho yeah. Man was in Spider Man. Bone Saw. <laughs> yep. Bone Saw is ready. <laughs> That is a um, fabulous cameo, by the way. I, I would, I might vote for Savage for best cameo. He's awesome um, in that movie. Yeah, he, he didn't have, He got to play himself. I mean, yeah, pretty much. What a different wrestling. Nathan Jones was in Troy. Yeah, let's not talk about him. He was basically I'm just, worthless. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, he was in Troy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, George, George the Animal Steel was in Ed Wood playing Tor Johnson, who was the pro wrestler who was in Plan Nine from Outer Space, and you know his most famous as being like the you know the the Halloween mask. You know, or yeah. back by the way. Besides Nathan Jones and Troy, wasn't there another wrestler? I man think? on the Moon. There were people in that Jim Ross and Lawler were in Man on the Moon. Yeah, yeah, Lawler of course was playing himself. Jim Ross was. Jim Ross was actually supposed to be Lance Russell, which is 
pretty hilarious when you come right down to it, especially because the real Lance Russell played, I think, like the ring announcer were for when they recreated the uh, the coffin waller patch. And so um, I got to interrupt you for just a second because our viewer has returned, or at least a viewer is here. So I just want a big, big shout out to our viewer that's watching right now. We appreciate I you know coming that, on. I know that these aren't, this isn't really wrestlers in movies. But it was really awesome that year when they did WrestleMania goes Hollywood and the wrestlers did the the scenes from the movies. Those were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Part, yeah. yeah. Like, like, so some people got got some people got to do like more like kind of like fun stuff than than others and that. So, but like uh, John Cena and JBL were really good when they did a few good men. Yeah, they, they were both trying to do it seriously though. I mean, I kind of. I kind of more enjoyed like. Uh, Are you talking to me? Yeah, like, like, I kind of more enjoyed like you know William Regal, you know, saying like you know run Eugene run like Forrest Gump and Ric Flair wooing at the donkey and, <laughs> and, and, and like the basic instinct one where Christian just leaves. the basic instinct one is fabulous. Christian leaning forward, yeah. yeah. How about him as a kissing activity? <laughs> just to ask him. And the one with the one with Kurt Angle and Christy Hemming, where they do like when Harry met Sally, right? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was pretty funny. But yeah, the uh, B- Batista doing the uh, the taxi driver. Uh, that that might have been the first time we actually we saw that Batista could do comedy. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. Who else would I be talking to? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Those were funny. I just remember those. I just remember how funny those were, and they would give us they gave us like one a week. So those those yeah. were pretty entertaining. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, one person we haven't mentioned yet, and that's really because, quite frankly, his acting career is almost entirely tied to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that, of course, is Jesse Ventura. Yes, know. we did forget about him almost, they, but I'm glad you didn't forget to tell. Yeah, I mean, basically, if. Yeah. if if Arnold's in a movie, there's a good chance, you know, Jesse Ventura was in it too. I mean, at least in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, the, the biggest ones were probably, you know, Predator and um, The Running Man, which mm-hmm. there is, a, you know, pretty good in both of those. And you get some good lines, like, you know, like, I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, <laughs> you know, he also showed up in Batman and Robin, uh, which was, of course, you know, that might have been the last time he was in a movie that Arnold was in. I'm not sure, but. Uh, yeah, Ventura always, you know, had a you know particular presence on screen too. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's always obviously playing secondary roles. But yeah. yeah, I always liked I liked him in The Predator, and I don't remember him in The Running Man. I, I it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but um, he, I watched that not too too terribly long ago. Uh, he was one of the, the um, I don't know remember how they referred to them as like like the trackers or like the guys who would go after the fugitives. Right and trying, yeah. I remember yeah. that was his role, but I just I don't remember his. And I think, and I think, and I think he's the one who finally basically refuses to uh, to participate as like you know Arnold's like killing all the other guys. I think he's just basically like, yeah, screw you, I ain't doing this. So <laughs> this is a bad idea. I don't feel like fucking dying. <laughs> um, I also just kind of you know because you know certain uh, certain person down there always likes to compare me to him. I think we'd be remiss if we did not mention the big show's role in the Water Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Captain, Captain Insano. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
you have to give it to, I mean, he was playing a perfect role because he was playing a wrestler. He's just doing a promo. Uh, and yeah, the water I, boy I calls in Adam Sandler's character, Bobby Boucher. Um, and it's funny how he starts ripping on him. He's, he's like, how old? I bet you that guy ain't been laid. Yeah, <laughs> he's was, just going know, off. That's where I was going with it. it, it it's great <laughs> because like, you know, he's kind of like all charmed by what, by what he's saying. He's like, you know, how old are you, kid? 11, 12? I am 33 years old. He just starts laughing. Yeah. He said, I'll bet that guy's never been late. <laughs> and the big show is in something currently. He's in um, a show called The Big Show, funny enough. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's not, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I watched it. Yeah. There's some funny parts in that, but it's 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 an average show. I, I put it on hoping that like my nine year old daughter might get interested to see, you know, because trying to get her, you know, nine nine year old kids like uh, uh, I don't know, like my nine year old daughter, I, I love her to death, but she is more into like TikTok shit and stuff like that, which she doesn't have because it's yeah, just not appropriate. But uh, it, it's like hard to pull her off of like some of the more teeny things which I wish he wasn't watching already, but you know, uh, we, we keep track of it the best that we can, you know, as parents, but yeah. So that's when I saw that show, which is like, like I said, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. so I guess, I guess, I guess we got to talk about the rock here for a yes, little we while. Do. Cause oh, he's real, real, real quick. Okay. We get the rock, Go ahead. I just wanted to, we, we, I kind of mentioned it in passing ready to rumble. Ugh. <laughs> Such a horrible movie. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I mean, but I wanted, in it too. yeah, what I wanted to say is there's kind of almost, at least in my mind, there's almost like a parallel between Ready to Rumble and No Holds Barred in the sense that No Holds Barred, by the time it was released, you know, WWF was kind of past like its peak, you know, mm-hmm. from like the rock and wrestling era. They weren't like down, down, but they were certainly on the way down at that right. point so i really think that 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 might have hurt um that, that just might have hurt like you know how much like business it did like if that had come out like a year or two earlier wrestling was still like a little hotter it might have it might have fared a little better at the box office it probably would have ready to rumble by the time that came out wcw that was released like right around the time where wcw did that reboot when like bischoff and russo tried to work together uh, for about a week. Yikes. <laughs> um, but it just kind of interesting because these were all the guys that got to appear in Ready to Rumble from the WCW roster. Goldberg, DDP, Sting, who I got to be honest, I don't remember Sting appearing in that, but um, let's see. I lost the list. Where did it go? God damn it. So I know there were a ton of other guys who were, were in there. Oh, uh Bam Bam Bigelow, Juventud Guerrero, Van Hammer, Kurt Hennig, Prince Iakea, Disco Inferno, Billy Kidman, Conan, Rey Mysterio, Saturn, Booker T, Sid, and Macho Man. Well, and if I remember, Ready to Rumble was based around WCW's program. Like, it wasn't like far-fetched. It wasn't like a made-up program. I'm pretty sure well, they, they ended up called using it WCW. that triple cage in a match on TV then. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you also had like some of some of the Nitro girls, including Charmel, uh, Mean Gene, Tony Schiavone, Mike Panay, Charles Robinson. Uh, we're all we're all there. Uh, and Chris Canyon did the um, 
he did he did like the wrestling stand-in for Oliver Platt's character. Mm. So yeah. Um but the movie's just it's it's, it's just bad. It's bad. It's it's not it's not really funny. Uh you know they they, they really try to make it be like a comedy but uh, I like Oliver happens. Platt and I like Scott Kahn so like that I that's probably the only reason why I didn't completely hate the movie because I like some of the guys that were in it. Yeah, yeah, it just it, it just doesn't it doesn't really work because it just doesn't. Uh, I mean, so, I, I mean, I always give props to David Arquette because when he when they brought him in to actually work for WCW, then no props to David Arquette. He did not take one cent of the money they paid him. He donated every penny that they paid him to the families of like Brian Pillman and Owen Hart and other wrestlers who had passed away. So, you know, I always have respect for him for that. So, like, you know, he didn't he didn't make any money off of doing what he did. He, you know, he gave it all away. So I do give him credit for that. But yeah, absolutely. The less, humanitarian. The, the less said about that movie the better but again i just you always kind of saw the parallel to no holds barred where it's like you know so they made that movie like in 1999 when wcw definitely was starting to go down and then it came out in 2000 where wcw was practically dead it was still barely clean to life then so it's like once again well if they made that movie in like 1997 uh and like it had come out in 1998 uh it probably would have done a lot better um of course, it would have helped if it had been better quality, too. Yeah. All right. So before we move on to The Rock, uh, just want to ask our viewers, anybody who's watching this or listening to this, find a way to leave us a comment. Especially, Well, if you're on YouTube, it's really easy. But leave us a comment. What is like the worst movie that you've ever seen that starred a wrestler? I'd like to know. I'd like to see what your, your input is far as what is the worst movie you've ever seen that starred a wrestler. I'm sure we could go off and name that but each one of us could probably name one but we're not going to do that because we do want to talk about the rock which is by far anybody who's ever come out of wrestling as far as an a star on the movie screen uh there's nobody that compares and it's i'm not saying that because i'm a, a huge rock mark it's just the gosh honest truth i mean here's somebody who stepped off uh the first movie that they did um aj helped me out with that well, he did the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King, thank you. So he does the Scorpion King, and you can already see in the Scorpion King that there's something there as far as his ability to be an actor. Do you know oh, if he's you're... the leading man, you know, actor or main, you know, the main role? You don't know, but you know, there's something there to work with. I don't know if we've ever seen anybody. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody, not just in wrestling, with more charisma than that guy. Like he is a walking <laughs> pile of charisma. So he is. So he definitely is. So you get the Scorpion King, and you're like, okay, this is this is this is a pretty good movie. It's a good action movie. Uh, he doesn't have, you know, it's not like he's speaking the entire time. So it's not like he's got line after line after line. There's not a the the movie's not over dialogued um at least i didn't think it was um they had good supporting actors around him the the the, the female actress was played by was it kelly Wu or kelly who uh i can't think of her how her how you pronounce her name i know i'm probably thinking of the wrong person i think and, michael clark duncan was in that movie 
Um, Might have been, I think so. So, the I was right. It was Kelly Who. Yeah, Kelly Who. So she's a good uh, female supporting actress that's in that movie. And you're right, Michael Clark Duncan was in that movie. Um, he was also a big rock mark at the time. So I think him getting to work with The Rock was like a big deal for him. So. And, and like the comedic relief by, played by Grant uh, Heslov, who I can't, I don't know if he was in anything else that I saw. He was a good comedic release to The Rock's serious character in that movie. So there was a lot of good elements. Was it the greatest movie I've ever seen? Of course not. But like I said, it was his first endeavor. But you see something in that movie, something that could grow. And then after that, since I don't have his timeline of movies in front of me, um, from that, Grant Hedlock was in was in True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold. He was like he the, plays the bad guy, the, doesn't he? No, he was wait. No, he was he was the guy who kind of ran ran around with uh, with with. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold's character as like the oh. guy who worked with the agency. Um, he's also he's also become more of a like a producer and a screenwriter over the years. Like he's like like he's like producing partners with George Clooney, for example. Oh. So, yeah. Okay, but, so. uh, yeah, if you're looking, if you wanted like for the rocks, like uh, filmography, if it were, um, after the Scorpion King came the rundown. Okay. Welcome to the jungle, what when it was originally called. <laughs> yes, which I personally thought that they should have stuck with that name. I, you know. Rundown was the first movie where we really see that that's there with The Rock. Like, he is funny. Stifler, whatever, Sean William Scott's funny in that movie. They, mm-hmm. they play off of each other very well. We got the memorable Christopher Walken line about the Tooth Fairy. And that... Wait, wait, I feel... Wait, wait, do you... Do you do you understand the concept <laughs> of the tooth fairy? I can't do my best walking right now. My voice is still fucked up. <laughs> the rock was so, really good in the rundown. Yeah. So, and then after that, I have it in front of me now. I, I found his filmography. Um, you got Walking Tall, which was mm-hmm. a good, which is another it's good a movie. Remake. It's it was a remake. remake. It's, it's a remake. It was, it was, it was, yeah. I liked I've, it because it was short. It was only like an hour and a half. It wasn't like they weren't playing games in that movie. It was it was kind of short and sweet. But, um, then, but, but then he's in Be Cool. Now he's not a main character in Be Cool. Be Cool. He was funny in Be Cool. He was hilarious he was, in that movie. <laughs> he was fucking hysterical in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and he rolling the whole damn time. He was in that fucking movie. He, he was. He was quite frankly one of the better parts of that movie because that movie. Because I, I really like Get Shorty, which that movie is a sequel to. Mm-hmm. But that movie came out too many years after Get Shorty, was not nearly as good as Get Shorty. So it was a disappointment to me. But he was not disappointing in that movie. Yeah, no. Then after Be Cool comes, in my opinion, his worst movie, dude. It definitely, so. by far. Well, there's another one that's really, really close. Doom is his worst movie. Doom, Doom is Doom is just bad. Like they, whoever decided to make that movie, didn't just didn't understand video game to movie concept. Like I wait they the, whole, done, the, the best to line be, in the to whole be movie. Fair, there, been, time, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be fair though, there's been precious few good video game to movie sure. out of. Right. No, a lot of people have not figured it out. Like even the Laura Croft movies, those were 
okay at best. They were not great by any means. Empire State I mean, was not a very good movie. You 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 could you could definitely you could really make the argument that the uh, that the best video game to movie adaptation was uh, was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that one yet. Uh, I plan on seeing it. Um, but let's see. Then you got. I've never I, heard I, of Southland Tales. I just want to kind of interject right here. Sure. This was this was about the time because he you know he was pretty much done with wrestling at this point. Yeah. Um, I was really starting to get worried that his career was going to crash because I'm saying like, all right, Scorpion King, all right, fine, Rundown, pretty good, Walking Tall, yeah, but it was a remake, Be Cool, yeah, he was like seventh build, uh, Doom, bad. And then, yeah, like Southland Tales, which like really nobody went and saw. I don't care what anybody says. And, <laughs> and, and, and Gridiron Gang, I'm like, okay, like a feel good drama type. I'm like, I'm starting to say to myself, I don't know if he's getting great projects right now. I said, he's going to yeah, have they a lot of shit at him. He was making crap load of movies. He needs to turn this around quickly. And luckily, it doesn't take too much longer. His cameo in Reno 911 Miami's fabulous. Like he's yeah. only in for like five five minutes. <laughs> but I liked the Gridiron Gang. I thought that I was like a really Gridiron good movie. But I'm a I'm big a, sucker I, I for those type I, of football, have, those kind of movies. I, I haven't seen Gridiron Gang, so I can't say it's good. Plus, or we got to see Exhibit in a movie too. Um, what 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 I mean is like that's not the kind of movie that's going to like make you like ascend to the next level. No, definitely not. I agree. Then, he signs the con- then he signed the contract with Disney to make a bunch of Disney movies. Yeah. Race to which mountain remake. Yeah. Actually decent. the game plan was the, the one that I actually think helped his career. I think that movie made money and like he did that whole, the action star playing the kitty movie. Yeah. That's what the game plan was. So yeah, between like, you know, he did the game plan, and then he did get, get smart, smart, and then race to Witch Mountain, and then the Tooth Fairy, and then the other guys. It's like okay, now you've like fallen back into doing comedies, which again is fine, but the Tooth Fairy was pretty bad. So yeah, the Tooth Fairy was another one you're, that. You're you're only gonna get so far, and so it, it was almost really kind of feeling like uh, maybe it's time for him to give wrestling one last world. <laughs> well, then he got faster. Like you skip, uh, you got the other guys, which I didn't like that movie. I thought that was terrible. But I'm not a big freaking uh, Will Ferrell fan either. It was, so okay. that was hard to watch. He was funny when he was in it, though. Like The Rock was funny when he was in it at the beginning. So. But then you got faster, which I never saw. Did anybody ever see the movie yeah, faster? Yeah, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. No, I did not see faster. It was it, it it was okay. It wasn't a long movie. Um, I mean, it was it was all right. But then you got what I think probably fixed his career was Fast Five. Oh yeah, he what? he he fixed that whole franchise. <laughs> that whole franchise went from being here to here. When the yeah. rock got in it, so, so yeah, and, I mean, let's let, let's be honest. I mean, that is the movie that was pretty. You, you really can definitely point to it as like definitely like boom. Okay, from there it it really it, then it really is when it started taking off. So, yeah. so I never saw Snitch. 
Um, I like that ahead. too. I like that too. Okay, so that that's another one I'll have to go back and watch. But then you got yeah. GI Joe Retaliation, which was uh, a good the, one. I I thing, liked it. A little far fetched with some of the shit, but overall, the thing, with, the thing with Snitch that I thought was good about it was that it it looked like that you know it was a it was a different role and that it wasn't an action movie and it wasn't a comedy. So I'm like, okay, that's that's good. Like you know, this may not like necessarily do box office, but he's challenging himself as an actor then too, mm-hmm. because that will help down the road. Yeah. But then he plays Hercules. Oh, well, he did Pain and Gain first. Pain and Gain was re- I really liked Pain and Gain. That movie. Pain I, and Gain was I, a good movie. Yeah. Well, Empire State was a pile of poop. Yeah. Like, I, I refused to go watch that, not because of the rock, just because I was like, um, this is the movie made off of Rampage, and if I'm thinking the right movie, right? I'm thinking of the correct movie, right? Or was that actually Rampage? No, yeah, that was a Rampage movie too. Oh, okay. So I am thinking Later of the movie. My bad. Empire State was another yeah. one of his duds. So Yeah. Because what was Empire State about? Like what you said that was a video game to movie. Um I hadn't even heard of that, but I'm seeing it was direct to video and it's like I'm kind of finding finding that a little funny that it was direct to video, but so yeah, it definitely pain, was. Pain and Gain's another one that I don't think everybody thought that movie. That movie ended up being better than I think I thought it was going to be. I actually enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Well, so. it's funny to see The Rock play somebody cool. that's mentally like just not mentally there. <laughs> like well, his character's I, I really know, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know that I know that there was like some little bit of uh, controversy about that movie because. It, it was based on a, a true story that seems like really too incredible to, to, to be true. Um, but it is. <laughs> um, but it's also uh, like, you know, a black comedy. So black comedies are tough sells sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, and did uh, we mentioned get smart. Did we yeah. mention that one? Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah. We, when we was like in a thing where he was just like doing comedies. And I'll be honest, I didn't really care. Uh, Hercules, I didn't really find to be. There's so many different variations of Hercules, and his like, I didn't like that adaptation of Hercules. And I think that was the year both Hercules movies came out. Yes. The other one came out first, and then I think at the beginning of the year, like spring, and then his came on later on in in like the summer or something like that. So it was kind of like very, very odd that Hercules fast. Fast Six came out before Hercules, and Fast Six is another movie that made a boatload of money. So, yeah. like that, got... five and six are my two favorite Fast movies. So, and like those Fast Seven. There. So there's another. God, I'm just wondering when the Fast and Furious movies are going to be over. Like, I know uh, you. Lo- I know AJ as loves as I them. Keep going to see them. There, as long as people like me keep going to see them, they're <laughs> keep making them. So yes. I, I thought I, I thought it I ten. I, I thought I read something that they were going to stop after 10 or 11. But and they can they can still do more Hobbs and Shaw stuff, though, which I think we're getting and we're going to get another Hobbs and Shaw movie eventually, I think. So probably. So then we got San Andreas, which I didn't see that movie, but I heard it was not it's an action movie. flick. Yeah. San Andreas to me is like. Um, uh, what was that movie with the tornadoes? Twister. Twister. Yeah, that's what I compare it to. Mm. Like, uh, it was it was an okay average. Oh, okay, is an average action movie about you know the Earth 
kicking our ass pretty much. And then you got Central Intelligence, which what was starts his thing with Kevin Hart. Start, yeah. we, get to, we started his thing with movies with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Him and Kevin Hart together are definitely funny. Yes, they are. <laughs> they yeah. are perfect. They are like a perfect tandem. Yeah. And then, of course, Moana, which... You're welcome. What? You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Which, even though he was only the voice of a character, was another movie that really propelled his career, like, forward, beyond where it was. Because it was so recognizable, was such a good, well-done Disney movie, that his yeah, voice I, became very, very recognizable as a character. And the fact that he sings in the movie and does a good job with the singing portion is just another thing that added to his resume and abilities. So I think, yeah, I think fast five was a point where he jumped up a level. And then I think Moana, he jumped up another level. And then I think uh, Jumanji was another big move. Like Those are the three movies I think to propel him to different levels. Now I did like him in Baywatch. I did like I, him I liked in the Baywatch, Baywatch movie. I, not a lot of people did, but I thought it was entertaining. So I, I liked Baywatch as well. I'm not gonna lie. I liked <laughs> it because of the fact of his interaction. Like if they didn't have, I think they cast the, the the right person with, um, goodness gracious, I can't remember. Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac yep. Efron. Having him be the the antagonist to the Rock's character, Mitch Buchanan. Um, I think that was worked. I think for me, that's what made that movie enjoyable to watch. So, um, absolutely. And of course, you get the cameo at the end with fucking um, Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah. The Hoff, which was really funny. So, that, that was really funny in the end of the movie. And of course, you know, you said, like you said, you got Jumanji, who, which no, catapulted his career. Uh, Rampage, which I will not watch. Like that's just I watch it. Just another average movie. Skyscraper is another one of those. Yep, average movie. Yeah, he was fabulous. Flick. He was fabulous when he was in fighting with my family. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. he got to play himself. Right, small role, good good part for him, you know. Um, and then of course you got the Hobbs and Shaw um, spinoff yeah. movie. Yep. Which which was very entertaining, and that was Roman Reigns' on screen debut. Yes, uh, and then Ballers, which was this TV series, which started in 2015. Which yep. I never I got HBO. to see because I don't have HBO or anything like that. I, but I love that series. I, I enjoy watching when it. I, when I've seen when I've seen bits of that show, I I've always thought he was playing the role that he plays pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Jumanji, the next level. So you, I mean, I, it's just movie after movie. The first one was better, but I still liked the second Jumanji movie. So I liked him playing Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the second one, you know, it's like you know, what Jumanji. You know? I liked it better when they went back to the characters they were in the first one. So I liked it better when they were. Welcome to the jungle. So, and evidently he's got another project that IMDb lists here, Taylor Swift, the man, I guess he's just a voice in that movie or whatever the hell that's supposed to be. Well, he's got the jungle, the Disney jungle cruise movie coming up, Black Adam, uh, yes. which, uh, which, you know, was, was supposed to come out last summer. And now it's like sometime this year, hopefully at some point. 
which I I thought the trailers were were intriguing enough that I had kind of gotten sick of like Disney making like their theme park movies because their first couple ones sucked. Um, <laughs> but Except for Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, uh, you can argue this that they got progressively worse. But anyway, um, but the trailers for Jungle Cruise made me think that they're they're taking a bit of a lighthearted enough feel to it, and I like that he's wearing. Um, He's wearing a cap that reminds me very much of the cap that Humphrey Bogart's character wore in the African Queen. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I am anxious to see that. And the other thing that he's got some movie called Red Notice coming up that says was directed by the guy who did Dodgeball. And it also features uh, Gal Gadot and uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, which it says is going to be a Netflix exclusive release sometime, yeah. sometime this year. I think it should be soon, actually. Yeah. And he does have a lately. and he yeah. does have a TV series coming out called The Young Rock. Uh, called Young Rock. I'm very looking, very much looking forward to. Actually, I'm I'm a little worried about that. Like, is it uh, next this Tuesday coming up when that starts? Yeah, or yeah. I think it is next. I think yeah. the premiere is Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Like, I I get worried when I see projects like this that come out like. You know, like they did Young Sheldon, Young Sheldon, and like I wasn't big, big, uh, a big Big Bang Theory person, but it's like sometimes you just gotta leave well enough alone, and you know we'll see. The only time will tell with that with his yeah. series because they're gonna show him growing up in the wrestling thing. I think it might be more appealing to us. Yeah, well, he's got a shitload of project coming up. I mean, one I see on here which scares me is San Andreas Two. Um, as Jim Cornette's uh, co-host said on their podcast this past week, I can't wait to see how they depict Rocky Johnson being a good parent. <laughs> yeah, I know. I uh, know. And see, and that was my problem when I started watching the previews. I'm like, this is so. It's like a comedy show. It's like. They're like I'm just that's what worries me because I I don't know anything about his dad or his grandfather or his mother or anything like that I don't know anything about them but can you imagine his dad being the jokester kind all the time like this big jokester and like I I just no. I think they're like overplaying the whole like comedy end of it and not mm-hmm. making it real more realistic well, which, I mean it's I about his life like a uh adaptation of his life but it's you know it's a sitcom so they gotta be yeah i don't i don't know a great deal but i think that his father was was you know being that he was working for wwf was was gone for quite a bit of his childhood so you know we'll see, we'll see how it goes yep we'll, we'll give it we'll, we'll, we'll let we'll have to watch and grade it as we watch yeah and, and, like, and like aj uh like AJ said, um, yeah, the the Black Adam movie's been there on the back burner for God, I don't even know how long. This They're filming it now. Well, I, I, right I don't now. remember. I don't remember how long ago it was that I first heard them like mention that. Though it's like that. That's all I'm saying. It's just like it was like first talked about like, a few years ago. For what? Black, Black Adam. Adam. So I, for me personally. I, I and I this is where you guys might I feel like The Rock was a better version of Hogan in everything. He was a better on the mic, he was a better wrestler, and now he's a better actor. And I take solace in the fact that The Rock has 
become a better version of Hulk Hogan to me. Like he's been better than him in everything. So one thing, one thing that I also think helped the rock as opposed to Hogan was that wrestling had become much more mainstream, much more nationally recognized. Very much so. When the rock was in his prime than, than even when, like when Hogan was in his, you know, eighties prime. And so I think there were, and I don't really know this of course, but I have a sense that there were like, you know, people who were like making, you know, decisions in Hollywood and everything who took wrestling a little bit more seriously or just weren't as like dismissive of it. And so better projects found him or like came his yeah. way. Wow. Um, and like, you know, he didn't have to worry about, he didn't have to go with Vince McMahon into a hotel room to rewrite a script for a movie, you know, and shit like that. So, yeah. um, well, and here's, and here's the thing like um i followed the rock on social media uh yeah. and this dude like he has an insane routine work ethic whatever freaking word you want to throw out it's like insane like he wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and does his first workout then he's doing other shit and then he like he works out twice a day he, yeah. he's always doing something that has a way of bettering his craft, bettering himself. Like he's just got an insane fucking work ethic where I I can't say, I don't know what Hogan's work ethic is because they didn't have social media back there. We only knew what we saw on the TV, but I, I have a hard time believing that Hogan, when it came to acting in his other abilities that he might've wanted to try and hone, that was that dedicated to it. Like the rock is that dedicated everything that he does like he doesn't skimp on anything if he's doing something it's 120 percent, and that's all you're getting until you know either it fails and he gave it everything he could or it succeeds one of the two like i mean it's everything tequila i love that shit and i'll be buying his his energy drink that comes out uh march 1st when i find a store that sells it around where i live i will buy it and try it that's for sure yeah. It's 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 cool that he like he really did like he he had his time in WWE and he he really did use it as a stepping stone to yeah. where he's at now and he didn't do it in a bad way he did it in a smart way and he did it the right way and I just yeah. I don't think we're I don't think we're ever going to see somebody with that much charisma in our lifetime so I just don't it's especially not in wrestling I don't think we're ever going to see somebody probably not close all right close. Yeah. So well, let me let, before because I know I know Jeremy wants to get us to our to our fun spot here. Yes, let me just let me just throw this out real. Quick. Get on with it. I have a feeling we'll all have the same answer for this, but is there anybody who is a current full time wrestler? So full time wrestler who we can see being like the next guy to break through into movies the way that Rock or Cena or Batista has. Not no, I I don't see it. I mean, there there could be, but I I don't I can't think of anybody that's currently on a roster that would be able to break into mm. movies and be successful like that. All right. So maybe MJF. I don't know. He would be somebody that I think that there's because he's already dabbled with that when he was younger. He's young too. That's the problem. You have to pick somebody like. Do I think 20 years ago if Chris Jericho would have tried? Maybe, but he's 50 now. So it's not like you can he really did try. start doing that now. Like, but but 
it look look how long it took the rock to get where he is it's not like it happened overnight you have to get your foot in the water and and make some bad movies to get to the like i just i don't know if, i well, think if jericho had tried it 15 years ago i think he could have maybe had some success because well, i think there's potential with him and see that's yeah. the thing what jericho has said on his podcast he tried he said it is so hard to get into to even once you get into the you know the casting you know of the movie and you get your reads or whatever they do he said it is so hard like to get to even that point and then to be able to read for the director or whatever is a whole nother thing um but he tried but once again i don't think he had the work ethic that like some people have a certain work ethic like mark Wahlberg has the same kind of work ethic that motherfucker is insane he's like the rock he's fucking insane like every minute of his uh, a day is planned out to you know based on his is he making a movie or not you know it's crazy those are the people that are fucking successful i mean honestly when you saw marky when you saw mark Wahlberg as marky mark did you really think he was ever going to be an actor like this guy's a terrible is a okay rapper like the next thing you know he's in fucking movies did you ever think that was gonna happen i mean i met his brother yeah i mean you know <laughs> sasha banks, really about it. mercedes sasha Banks. she's young enough too that i mean she's dipped her foot in the water so she's somebody else who potentially down the road like she's dipped her foot in the water at least and she's young the problem is i'm trying to pick somebody who's like under the age of 30 yeah you know, so yeah. well I mean, I don't think that's necessarily has to be something, but I mean, Sasha, I think is a good pick. And, um, you know, even though I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw, I could see Roman breaking. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, he's already 35, but at the same time, it's like, you, you do have to wonder about, because he has had health issues and everything, which, that actually could prevent him from becoming a, a movie star. As but he does. He also has Dwayne, Dwayne, who can probably get him into a movie. Like he yeah. has an in yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, if he did have any more like health scares, like you know, the insurance cost might, you know, scare people away. And because he doesn't really talk, he doesn't talk in Hobbs and Shaw. He doesn't really say anything. No. He does. He does the hooah. But he doesn't really talk. He doesn't well, really I mean, talk. besides Sasha, since she's already done it, I really can't picture anybody else. I mean, someone could surprise me. Oh, yeah. What? Did Rock talk oh. in Mummy Returns? No. Well, no, because he was animated. <laughs> well, still, I'm just saying, you know, you never, you never know. So, yeah, I don't know. But with that last question, we are moving on to Mount Rushmore. It is Mount Rushmore time. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that's my little theme music for Mount Rushmore. Since we don't have official theme music yet, because <laughs> I don't, don't quit, I, I'm just don't quit, not. Don't, don't quit your day job writing music. Well, I don't plan on it, so that's good. All right, so I have a particular order that everybody's going to go in based on the fact that I was making our Mount Rushmore picture uh, earlier. So AJ, you are up first, and just give me a second because I gotta get your uh, your photo up here first that I want to share. All right, go ahead, AJ. What is your? Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking Fast Five because that we. Pat actually alluded to it. That's a perfect picture. Um, <laughs> remember yeah. when? Vin, remember when Vin Diesel was Jack? He looks like a pussy standing next to the Rock in this in that movie. 
So he like totally did. Like like looking at the two of them, I just remember when like the first Fast and Furious. Like, oh my God, Vin Diesel's cut and he's jacked. Then you see the Rock come trudging in. I'm like, holy shit! Like it was like looking at two different people. So like, very true. Like like Darth Pat alluded to, that really is the movie that I think really changed The Rock's career completely was Fast Five and changed that whole franchise. That the, the first movie was pretty good. The second one was and the third one I didn't really like. And then they, they kind of rebooted it. And that one was mm-hmm. decent. But then Fast Five happened and we got to see Hobbs, badass Dwayne Johnson as Hobbs. And he, got, he had some one-liners even in that one. And we got to see Vin Diesel and The Rock fight. I mean, who when we when I went to see that movie, I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna get to see The Rock and <laughs> fight in this movie. So, and we did. And the the those movies now, it's like, what is the most ridiculous thing you can possibly come up with to top the previous one? Yes. So back in Fast Five, we were somewhat in the realm of reality. Still. <laughs> so, them, sure, them pulling pulling the safes down the road was a little bit more believable than the submarine stuff and then pulling the airplane out of the sky. So, so the end of the fifth one to me was the, the last time where I'm like, all right, this could happen if a lot of things went right. Like we, once we got to the sixth one, I'm like, all right, we're, we're on a 45 minute runway here trying to pull a plane out of the sky. So I, 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 he was really good in fast five too. And I, and I, because I really do like, that franchise i enjoy them i still go see them i still pay money to see the most unrealistic shit they can possibly come up with so i went back and forth i went back and forth between five and six just because in six we did get to see vin diesel on the rock do the doomsday device together which was pretty awesome too so i think it's really i think it's really funny that vin diesel when Hobbs and Shaw spinoff came out. He got very, he got very offended. He he was very butt hurt, <laughs> and that's why Cena. That's why Cena's in that the ninth one instead of Dwayne. But so apparently they've buried the hatchet and everything's fine now mm-hmm. between. So yeah. everything's all. So Fast Five is my favorite rock movie. So we'll just leave it at that. I don't even have to say a movie with a wrestler because he's he's going to be my favorite for that. All right, Theo, you are next. And just give me one second here. All right, I'm prepped. I'm ready. Go. So this actually was not easy for me because I've seen a lot of (laughs) wrestling movies and movies with wrestlers in there. So if you're trying to pick a movie that does not have The Rock in it, uh, I mean, I could have picked Batista, which I was thinking about doing, but he's not really the star of the movie. And since Mr. Pat was being particular, about being stars of the movies, um, <laughs> this was challenging for me um, because even the one I picked, I mean, he's he's in it for a decent amount of time. I mean, he's a bad guy. So I like Santa Slay with Goldberg. Oh God, please! <laughs> um, so I picked, I picked Blade Trinity with uh, Mr. Look, Triple it's, H here. It's Prince. Um, <laughs> um, listen, uh, it's a comic book movie. I like uh, I like Blade overall, and uh, Triple H played a good uh, bad guy vampire. He was he and, was um, good in that movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, he did some wrestling moves in that movie and his fight scenes and all that stuff. And um, yeah, I just went with that. 
that's really all I can say. Not much. His, the dog definitely looked like my dog Prince in that movie. He 100% yeah. looks. <laughs> yes, the dog definitely did. Yeah. So this was a challenging one for me. So that's what I am going to go with because, you know. No you went with a comic book movie. Yeah, because Dark Patch shot down my other one that had uh, like eight wrestlers in it. That's all right. That's all right because okay. Darth Pat's, uh, <laughs> while yours was a stretch a little bit, Darth Pat's is even more of a stretch with the star role. So, Darth Pat, go uh, ahead with your pick of <laughs> act- wrestlers in movies. Um, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? Stretch with a star role. I never said it had to be the starring role. Oh, that's what it sounded like to the rest of us. No, I you turned down my wrestler once. I like the wrestler. I said we're focusing on movies that were like we're focusing on wrestlers in movies as opposed to movies about wrestling. And so I said that's why I didn't really want to have like the wrestler or Nacho Libre or stuff like that. In the but Ernest, the, but there were wrestlers in that movie, so Joe could have picked that one potentially. Yes, yes, he he really could have. But I mean, we're also still talking about more feature. Than, than, than like cameos because in the wrestler it's really just cameos and stuff so it's fine anyway so my pick was the princess bride because i think it's you know the movie that i think most andre. people sort of know as you know hey that's the movie with andre the giant um you know i, I think a lot of people regard it as such but that's also a movie that's you know that's pretty close to being you know, like a perfect movie in terms of um you know that has you know a lot of you know different components to it you know it's a comedy it's a romance and it's a venture movie mm-hmm. uh you know it's, it's got a lot of really good re- a lot of really good stuff and a lot of really good actors doing um mm-hmm. you know, a lot of funny lines you know listen to that and you know andre plays you know a role that you know, probably precious few people other than Andre could have played because of the physicality that's involved with it. Um, you know, obviously he's still a little incomprehensible at times, of course, because Andre's accent was like that at times. Just the, just the dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, the movie is very memorable. I mean, it's very quotable. I mean, you know, with, you know, still you get around to people and just, you know, say like, you know, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya killed my father prepared to die uh so um yeah it's uh it's, it's just it's such an enjoyable movie it's one of those movies you can watch really at any time uh you know and it's uh you know it's very original in a lot of ways too uh you know because it's largely fantasy so uh that's what really makes it really cool and just the you know the fact that you know they got andre the giant for it just really like i said makes it all the more memorable and then also not that this really has much to do with anything the fact that they made a movie loosely based on what happened and during the making of the princess bride is kind of interesting in and of itself as well that movie of course turned out to be my giant with billy crystal and george mirasan which by all accounts from what i've heard was pretty terrible but <laughs> Just the fact that, you know, they made a movie that was like loosely based on Billy Crystal's experiences, you know, working with Andre on that movie, I just found that to be pretty interesting. So Princess Bride is my pick. 
Mm. I love that movie. That's it is a good movie. I, I agree. I love that movie too. I could watch that any day. Not I. Yep. Not I. <laughs> AJ, has, AJ has no heart. No. <laughs> Not surprised. But I, I do have a funny tidbit. When I said, oh, uh, The Princess Bride is one of the movies, my wife then said, did Pat pick that movie? And I said, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> well, just just to throw it out there, if I had to pick Princess Bride, I was going to pick They Live. So, yeah. All right. So that leads to my pick for movies. And my favorite movies having a wrestler in it is The Rundown. I thought you were going to say Gem. <laughs> oh god no um so the rundown is definitely my favorite it was for me it was the first time that i saw the rock with like that superstar quality where he had yeah. funny lines he was doing action uh there was serious parts to it um and he had a great supporting cast on that on that movie he had christopher walken he had um Stifler. Stifler. Sean Williams Scott. Yeah, Sean Williams Scott, because uh, too many names. Why well, you got to have three names? But anyways, um, you know, he, uh, Rosario Dawson's in that movie. Just a great cast. So it wasn't, it wasn't like you got to depend on The Rock to carry the movie. You had other people in that movie that could, even if The Rock would have not been so good, you had other people that were going to carry that movie f- to, to make that movie really great. And there's so many good lines in that movie, you know, uh-huh. when they're, you know, the one line that, that Pat was mentioning with the tooth fairy. Um, oh, I am monkeys. <laughs> yeah, the monkeys. <laughs> the monkeys. Because <laughs> he can't talk because I forget what he ate or, or drank yeah, or they, whatever. Yeah, they ate like this fruit that like kind of sort of like tranquilizes you. <laughs> yeah. he, he, beats, he beats some ass at the beginning of the movie in the bar. I think he rock bottomed somebody through a table. So yes. Yeah. There's a there's there's oh yeah, I remember that that opening scene and that we're like, you know, he's walking into the club. Who's walking out of the club? Arnold freaking Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger just kind of looks at him with this disgusted look on his face and he's like, Have fun. Is it like you know, the club's a drag, but then like, you know, when he's talking about all the football players, because he's after like one of the football players, they're like they're, they're like doing like like the sports presentation and with like listing like the players, like attributes and shit. And then like, you know, when after he goes and he beats the shit out of all of them, you know, it lists his measurables as like six four, two twenty, and I'm like, <laughs> the rock two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's definitely not two twenty. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it, and then, of course, the scene where they're swimming, going to swim in the water to go into the underground thing. And he's like, you be careful. This, this, Rosario Dawson's be careful. There's little things in the water. Then they'll swim up your pintu. And she's like, what the hell's a pintu? They're like, you're, 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 you're peanut. I forget what the hell she calls it. A Johnson penis dick. Or I know she doesn't say dick, but he's like, ain't no thing, nothing swimming up my pintu, uh, pintu, you know, <laughs> it's just a funny ass line. And it's so simple, but you know, just funny, funny things. I mean, the fight with the monkeys when they're hanging from the freaking trees, you know, when they're cut, caught in that thing and they're hanging from the trees, the fight with the monkeys is funny. The fight with that he has with the little, uh, you know, supposed to be a indigenous Ray person. <laughs> that wasn't Rich. No, it's not Ray Mysterio, ass. <laughs> that dude's actually a martial artist, like a serious martial artist. I can't remember his name, but I, I've seen him in other things too. Um, 
I'm but he has sure that fight, which is crazy. I'm pretty sure that that's what my thought process was when I saw the movie. Even I'm sure it was. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but just top to bottom, like it was just a really good movie. I could watch it again and again. I probably did at one point in time when I didn't have cable. I didn't have anything when I was living on my own. I think I probably watched that movie like 30 times, uh, and it just never got old. So it's it's cool. So. Just to recap, our movie is freaking 17 years old already now. I know it's crazy. So just to recap our Mount Rushmore of movies that had wrestlers in it or even starred a wrestler, we have (laughs) the Fast Five. Oh, Oh, I can't pull this out. I got the Fast Five. We've got Blade (laughs) Trinity. The Princess Bride and The Run Down. So interesting enough, two this, movie, two movies have The Rock in it, of course, because was, it's yeah, hard this, not to find movies the most, without The Rock in it. This was the most predictable <laughs> one we've ever got. Like I knew as soon as this was the topic that me and you were taking a movie with The Rock. I figured Joe was going to take a comic book movie, and I picked figured the historian was going to take a movie with somebody pre nineteen ninety five in it. So. <laughs> And it's and like I said, it's just funny that even my wife figured that Pat took the Princess Bride. Like that's just even even my wife knows Pat well enough to know that Pat's gonna pick something that's kind of different. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for Pat, he was he couldn't. Hogan's movies are horrible, so he couldn't take one of Hogan's movies. He had no choice. He had to skip that on this one. Yeah, come on. I would never pick one of Hogan's movies. I said they were all B movies and everything. So, so that does bring us to the end of our show. It's been a fun show. It's been interesting to to talk about movies with wrestlers in it, you know, cameo roles, major roles, um, where they fall on the scale of who, what was good, what was bad. Um, interesting to see maybe who comes becomes the next big star uh, that was if there is one if there ever is one yeah. that's a wrestler transitions into movies and stuff like that or even is signed at kind of a star like maybe John Cena will be kind of a star we're, we're you know on the fence with uh, Dave Batista whether he'll be kind of a star um, so it's going to be an interesting road but since it is the end of our show we're going to end it like we always do and we're going to say good morning good afternoon good night and we'll catch you on the next episode <laughs>